0: Streaming live. All right, so it says I'm live. We're gonna wait for the light to go green here on the YouTube page. So I look out of my peripheral vision. Oh my God! It's Nick Frickin Marota. Okay, so we're live. Yep. Um, stream up. Stream is up, and so we're making history for the first time in recorded history. Not only will Coco Talk actually start on time, but Coco Talk's actually gonna start maybe a minute or two or four early. So, on that note, since we are live, we're going to cue the intro. Coco Talk episode 82 is going to do it live in 3, 2. Where's my freaking button? And here we go. And here we go. <laughs> This is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. Streaming live on YouTube and Roku, available as a podcast, and enjoyed the world over. And now, here's your host. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Coco Talk, episode 82, where the fun never starts, but we are here. We're queer. Deal with it. all right that's sorry. That's a different uh, show I do. Um, but we're we'll here, here on Coco Talk. I'm hard sell that for sure. Yes. Um, so we're here. Let's let's see who we have in the live chat already. Because before we even press the button, and my Coco cat just joined us, before we press the button, Frank, we had 11 people waiting. So uh, Mark Overholzer said we're almost getting ready. Nick Marota was here. Hello, 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 all, and Chad Edward. Cunnington was here. Nick's neighbor, Curtis Boyle, and Chad, and Nick, and Chad, and Mark Bosley back three weeks in a row. Ken Reichard, Uh, Ken, Ken, make it best known as the brother of Jason Reichard, is here. Um, Al Hartman says, "Hey, is that Nick Frickin Marota?" It is. Rob Inman is here saying, "Let the suffering begin." So there we go. We have uh, people have already been very. Um, Chatty Kathy going on here on the YouTube page. And on the panel, we've got all kinds of people here today. So let's just start off by introducing everyone in my top left-hand corner from, oh, Canada. Mr. Goodeye, himself, not day, but how's it going, eh? Mr. Curtis Boyle's with us. How's it going, Curtis? It's
1: going good. Hello, everybody.
0: All right. We have with us friend of the show, not on off enough, but Brian Weesler is with us. Hello, Brian. Hello, all. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, we've also got with us that Apple guy, Mark D. Overholzer. How the hell are you?
2: I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
0: All right, from down under the thunder, Mr. Nicholas Morentes. Good day, Nick.
3: Good-day, everyone.
0: All right. And we have a friend of the show, friend of Curtis Boyle. Um a co-creator of the Nitrous 9 Project, a guy who helps out Curtis when he burns his hair with curling irons and screws up his iMac, Bill <laughs> Noble. Iron,
1: not not curling iron. <laughs> curling
0: iron, soldering iron, whatever. Well, you had a mullet. Who knows what the hell it was. Um, Bill Noble, how's it going, eh? Oh, we're doing good here. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us again. It's been a while. A long time. Glad to have yeah, you. it's been a while. Huh? We had the creator of Audio Spectrum Analyzer with us on a program today, Mr. Steve Bjork. How are you, Steve?
4: Hey, how's everybody doing today?
0: We're doing we're we're if we were doing any better, our name would be Nick Maroda. Speaking of Nick Morota is here. How's it going, Nick? Hello, how are you? Doing good, Nick, and we've got not one but two shining pretty faces live from Tandy Assembly. Jason the Coco Man Reichard and Grant aka Greg Leedy. How you guys doing?
5: Hey, pretty good. Hey. Uh, hey. Want, hey.
6: Well, it looks like you're in your room.
7: Yeah, I'm heading down there right now.
0: All right. What, well, you just waking up, to taking your beauty sleep there?
7: Oh, no, no, no. Just got back from lunch from Big Boys.
0: Ah, Big Boys. I, I saw a couple of people posting uh, pictures with them Thanks. with Stuart Sheffey. And how was the Stuart Sheffey keynote this morning?
7: Awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah?
0: Oh, yeah, right. So looks like a person or two has either recorded it or live streamed it, because I've seen a few links. I think Jason posted a link to YouTube, and so did Paul Fiscarelli yeah, yeah. By, there's
6: a there's a couple more out there
0: too i think okay yeah. excellent
6: i i did a very awful live stream but it was i was better than, it was better than nothing
0: okay we've got breathing heavy on himself oh. mr ron Delvo. <laughs> what's going on there ronnie hi just got done running a marathon no I just ran in from heaven <laughs> People over. Ah. welcome to the program ron we're not used to not seeing you on uh <laughs> mission <I'm used laughs> control mission control there yeah yeah uh Excellent, excellent. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got a couple of uh, uh, boots on the ground here at Tandy Assembly so we can get a peek of what's going on here for those of us who um, were unable to attend. Now I know what it feels like, right? For everybody else that says, man, I'm so happy when you live stream Cocoa Fest because I can't make it. Here I am on the outside looking in, and it's nice to have somebody do that. And, you know, and it's nice and quiet there, too, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Max Jackson wearing his orange shirt there? Uh,
6: maybe. I... Good question.
0: I think that's Max Jackson. That's fine.
5: Oh,
8: here we go.
0: Walk around and say hi to some people for us. And let's try not to get motion sickness here.
6: Uh oh, I think we're gonna cross
0: oh, the oh, oh man, we've got some inception here. We've got Jason pointing at Greg, Greg pointing at Jason. All right, whatever you do, don't cross the streams, guys. Uh, oh, we just switched <laughs> positions. Call, call no, I follow around. you. Oh, this, 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 keep rotating at 360 oh. degrees. We can start some type of centrifuge of video uh, uh, <laughs> inversion and going on. And then on
1: after there. that, you two walk <laughs> side by side and we can actually have a 3D view. <laughs> the, <laughs> the last yeah, one and yeah you, you go. just
0: gotta blink your eyes and. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hey, there's freaking Richard Lorebiewski. <laughs> Richard,
7: <laughs> Richard, say hi. Hi.
0: Hey, Richard. <laughs>
5: Everybody he says, he says hi. Says, says hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got Richard from the side. We got Richard <laughs> from the front.
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Put on your
6: glasses now. Oh. 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 There's Eric. Eric.
0: There's Eric.
6: Eric, why not <laughs> Canalis?
0: Eric, <laughs> The Eric a haircut? Of haircut?
6: Brought, to you, brought to you today in double vision.
0: Yeah, and, and double stereo, <laughs> complete with sound loop and all kinds of stuff going on here. So. Maybe one, of, if you guys are going to be close together, maybe one of you mute your microphone so we can get one audio input. Um,
7: here, I'll mute mine. All right. Okay, there we go.
0: Radio Shack computers. Oh, there's the M's and the Mies and the Mooses. So, how. Uh, Steve, I, you should I've, zoom up the screen for
1: the viewers too. Yeah, that
6: uh, would be. Hey, best we got uh, Jim Brain here.
0: Uh, hold on, let's make Jim let's let's make Jim's video feed as big as his ego here. So hold on one second here. Greater. Right um, right oh, um,
1: right well, I have to, right have to transfer the 4K TV for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, here we go.
0: All right, so now now the video feed matches Jim's ego. Hey, Jim, how are you? <laughs> uh, he
1: says, "Hey, how are
5: you? I'm
0: here." <laughs> hey, hey, do we get to do we get to troll Jim for once?
6: Yeah. Oh, we're we're gonna troll Jim now.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen better banners at Goodwill shops, Jim. <laughs> I don't think that's his banner. That was here before. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't see. Oh,
6: it's like, that's like my banner. We we uh, we we're taking bets on how long it stays before it falls off the wall. And it usually falls off about every hour. <laughs> I'm just I'm just down here from Jim Brain. Got the Cocoa Man uh, banner uh, duct taped to the wall, and uh, yeah. Hey. I mean, was about two and a half hours before it fell down. So uh,
0: you spared no expense on that duct tape. I can see it there too. That's premium no, duct I tape.
6: Didn't, I didn't even buy that duct tape. I got that from. Uh, oh boy, somebody <laughs> else. I, I, I'm terrible with names today.
0: Some
1: some homeless person on the street. Yeah,
6: no, I wasn't that, but it was it was just Paul Fiscarelli. There we go.
0: There we go.
6: And we got we got my booth here, and we have uh, running uh, the Rick Adams bomb threat right now with the. Uh, with a new product for Tandy Assembly, which is the Wallaby Cable, the dual RGB cable, we have right nice. here, and uh, we're, running, we're running a CMA and a, a CMA and a switcheroo at the same time off the same Coco 3. There we go.
0: That's a new product, uh, huh?
6: That's a new product. That was the, that was the, uh, that was that that was the new product. Yeah, that was. There the uh, Closely guarded secret. There we go. Right next door to me, we have uh, we have Cloud 9.
0: Cloud the number nine technologies.com. So I what is Tony got? there?
6: I don't I don't yeah, Tony's here. I don't see uh, I don't see Mark right now. Maybe he's out to lunch. I don't know.
0: Okay, so he's got pictures for his triad and, and other things.
6: Yeah. Nice. Yep, triad.
0: Yeah. There's Developing Tony Pedraza, down. now yep, vice president. Yeah. Brian Goers. Hey Brian.
5: It's Tony. Jesus,
0: hi. Everybody, wave. I do. Some representatives of Glenside there, and there's uh, Richard Chrislip. Hey, Richard.
6: Hello, Richard. Hey.
0: Yeah, they can't hear you. They can't hear me. Okay.
6: Yeah, because I'm on an earpiece. If not, yeah. I probably get like a loop.
0: Okay, so that's uh, Randy Weaver. Oh, let's see the get a close up of this Dino War thing. This looks yeah, awesome. Yeah,
6: look this big Dino Wars poster they have here set up in the corner.
0: Who made that? That's amazing.
6: Oh, there we go. We can have Grant Lady there for uh, for sides. <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: I'd have to ask. Uh, Ask ask Grant to go roar. (laughs) Tell him (laughs) get back over there and roar. Get over there and roar, Grant. (laughs) That's going in the new. That's going in the new post-credit scene. (laughs) Hey, we got got
6: Brendan Donahue and Coco VGA. Hey, Brendan. He waves. I'll go talk. You
0: gotta say hi to Stevie. <laughs> there
5: you I
6: don't go. know if you
0: can see me waving, but I'll wave anyway. I'll do the pageant wave. There we go. Doing the pageant wave.
6: And we got some bust out going on here. Look at bust that. Bust out. Bust out yeah.
0: requires VGA to really zoom in on that fidelity.
1: Yeah, to really appreciate those blocks.
0: <laughs> 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 to
9: really, this block
1: never looks sharper.
6: That's it. That's right.
9: Is that a keyboard for sale there?
6: Uh, I haven't seen anything like that. Um, we do have Armstrong? some bomb squad.
0: Bomb uh, squad.
6: Somewhere I don't see them right now, but we got some bomb squad. We got some bomb threat Parker is here.
0: Okay. Just next
5: sort of color uh, computer.
0: Yeah, and this is uh, that's is that uh, Neil Blanchard right there. his stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And right next to him is Plateau of the Pass. So is that uh, Jim O'Keefe next to Jim? To or is that still part of Neil's table? Yeah. He's just got a few copies of Plateau of the Past there. Yeah, okay.
6: Yeah, I've, I got me. I, I, I okay.
0: Yeah, that yellow packaging is Plateau of the Past. I, I have. Yeah. I, so I, I got a copy so of that.
1: i I'm not familiar with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Neil. Neil uh, did the reproduction on that. That's a. Yeah, a it's new, a reissue a new...
1: of the original one from the 80s.
5: Yeah.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool.
0: Okay. So it looks like we've got some Donkey Kong going on here. Maybe some King's Quest. There's Max Jackson. So tell me, tell it? Max we said hi. Uh Stevie says hi. All right. He's playing Donkey Kong. This is yeah, it folks. You're Donkey looking at Tandy Kong. Assembly Live. This is what it's this is what you're missing out on. And Stevie, what you're looking at right there is level two
1: of Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah, Stevie hasn't seen that screen
6: before. That is level
5: two.
0: <laughs> oh and we got the uh that's Paul Fiscarelli here.
6: And Paul uh banner there, and uh,
0: looking you know, good. Hanging up yeah. on
6: the wall well with duct tape, although I see he's got it worked into that light fixture there. So that must be the trick. I can yeah. I, I put tape on there, but then we've got uh, we got Brett and Eric.
0: Hey, Brett.
6: Hey, Brett. DB says hello. hello
0: Ken is asking if Roku's working. I have no idea. Rondelvo, can you check Mission Control and see if Roku's online? Oh, uh, look. Oh, yeah. Well,
6: some uh, I'm saying we got some Tetris there,
0: yeah, looking good. I got some laser discs here.
6: Harry's got his brightest laser discs,
0: laser the freaking laser. laser, laser. That's cool.
6: We got some uh, got some TRS 80 Model 1, Model 3, 4P, some of that stuff here. Um think this is the I think this is the, uh, I think this
0: is the uh, auction table here okay yeah I saw that in Paul's video from this morning looks like okay. some nice items there
6: hey there's uh there's the internet zone grant lady
0: hey grant lady
6: <laughs> oh let's see what else we got here we got uh a whole whole bunch of stuff here on the auction table and uh if you're into tirarasedes there's uh, there's a lot here uh, holy freaking crap, crap. There's a there's a fellow here that like had the I think the bottomless uh, bottomless box truck and just was, when we were setting up last night just it just kept coming and coming and coming. Wow. That was the one I had the
1: full U-Haul that we heard about from Paul. Yeah, I
6: believe yeah I believe that's yeah. what it was.
8: May I have your attention? So oh. what models are those two large ones there? We're uh, uh, the winner of the door prize. Oh, I'm gonna win something! Door
7: prize. The um prize is a twenty-five dollar gift
0: card to eBay. Ooh. Uh,
7: if you guys check the number
5: on the
0: back of your uh, name cards, uh, I will announce the
5: winner.
0: Drum roll, please. The number is 46.
10: Number 46. 46. Do we
5: have 46? 46? 46? Must
10: be present to win. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh.
0: Going once. Going twice. Oh, no. Going once. Going twice. 46, anybody? Three times okay. a lady. 89. 89. 89 anywhere. Oh. Bingo. Oh, sorry, wrong game. Yeah,
5: call.
0: <laughs> Under the eye. 49. 89? <laughs> well. Going once. Wow, a bunch of losers. Three times. A lady. The next winner. A lady. <laughs> 28. 28. 28?
5: 28. 28.
0: 28.
6: It's good to do this at lunchtime, huh? Yeah. 28, anybody.
0: How about just show us what number you got. You, sir, on the front row, what number do you have? <laughs> at the back
7: of your uh, name card, 28.
0: And there's surprise at is surprise David Ladd by any won. chance.
6: Oh, there we have a
3: winner.
0: Oh we have a winner.
3: <laughs> Ian.
0: It's Ian. Ian Maverick, your neighbor.
6: There you go, Ian Maverick. The hell you to you're on Cocoa Talk. Hey, thank <laughs>
0: you
6: have been here.
0: Hey, tell Ian we're going to be showing off his Coco Max adapter today.
6: Okay, guys. We're going to show off the Coco Max adapter today, Stevie said.
8: Yes, I've
0: got one
6: here. You can show it off anytime Wonderful. We have a few more drawings
8: later yeah. on. So a in. To up. No way yeah. Sounds great.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Rob Inman yeah. says 89 is the youngest age of the attendees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome uh, to uh, tandy uh, assembly <laughs> we need yeah. a grip key beep. okay so we got uh, some cocos here
6: got some cocos here we got some um what are model
0: to 102s or something
1: some model twos beside that
6: yeah um toshiba television we've got um hey uh coco man you may tell you you're balding
7: in the back all uh, right thanks for the news flash
0: mm. <laughs> Hey, 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 Grant! Check his nutsack too. There might be a bald spot there too, if you're really concerned.
5: Yeah, there goes family. <laughs> yeah,
6: we got some. Uh, oh, what do we got here? Defense Command.
0: Ooh, look at that! Oh,
6: look at that. I think that's a ripoff of Cosmic Aliens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is such an original game. <laughs> yeah. I'd sue Stevie. Yes.
6: <laughs> oh, what is this? This is a uh, I, I, LNW80s. I, I,
0: those are the clones. Yeah. I feel a cease and desist coming on. <laughs> 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 three Let's times a lady.
6: Retro,
0: retro store. Nate. An uh, uh,
8: Model
6: three. Okay. I'm not really familiar with a lot of the TRS. Now,
0: you you were not there last year, were you, Jason?
6: No, I, I found out a week after it happened.
0: Right. Ask Grant how he would say this stacks up to last year. I would say it looks good. I mean, you got to, it looks like you got a lot of exhibits. You got some good num- number of attendees there.
7: I would say that this year the uh, that the uh, facility is a big upgrade compared to last year, and I would okay. say we probably are about the same amount of people as we did last year too, by about 70, 80 people. Okay. So it's a pretty good turnout.
0: Yeah, I was. I would. I would. I would definitely call this a success. So great job, Sandy Assembly Event Coordinators. Hey, ben, a lot of new faces oh, here. This is uh, Curtis's DOS here. L DOS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yep, we're still here. <laughs> exactly right.
5: <laughs>
1: L
0: Curtis Dos. Um,
1: that's a good name. I'll have to use that for the next version of Nature
0: Night. <laughs> There's the Mav. I, b- I bet you he's got a real Australian accent,
6: too. <laughs> oh, not like, not like that Nick Marincis Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he was the best-dressed guy last year, too. He had a full suit on, suit and tie, coat, the whole nine yards.
1: Oh, yeah, look at that. I guess he's trying to class up the joint.
0: That's it. Yeah, yes.
1: Somebody has to.
0: Yeah. DOS Plus. Look at that. That's oh, geez, the, what name am I going to pick? That's the follow up to the predecessor DOS Minus. So uh, <laughs> this one had a lot of positive uh, additions.
1: L. Curtis DOS oh. Plus. Sounds good.
0: Oh, we, we got
2: some green
1: bar paper here.
2: Ooh. DOS, DOS Sharp. DOS Sharp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, there's one of those primary hard drives from Tandy.
0: Oh wow! Look at that.
1: That was the drive you had to turn it on with oh, the key and He's a key. You
0: got a Mac. key. Eight man. Is that you can lock up your data?
6: <laughs> oh, well, then there's under under the table. There's this.
0: Oh my okay. God! Those are the eight-inch floppy.
6: Cabinet with a disk drive on top of it.
0: Yeah. And then those yeah, are you have that the
6: following... the, uh, three eight-inch drive
0: model for Wow. Model
6: two disk system.
0: And this is Peter Satinsky's setup.
5: Peter,
1: see hey,
0: Nick, you're setup. complaining about extending the multi-pack on the end of the cocoa. Can you imagine doing your sloppy? <laughs> <system?
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. The
5: original
8: ones two large, but they never shipped
11: those.
6: Hey, and there's t- the internet's own Grant Lady.
0: Yeah, tell Grant I really miss not being able to snuggle with him this weekend.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he heard you, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why he got that big grin on his face.
0: Uh.
6: So, and what do we got here? We got though this is the, we got the Trash Talk podcast.
0: Nice. It's model four. It's white. Oh, Gorgeous. And,
6: and some,
0: uh, this is Peter Bartlett's setup, sir. Very well could be. I I don't yeah, I have my
6: handy so. candy. I left my handy-dandy uh, table guide elsewhere.
9: There's a working
0: 2000. Hey, there's bomb thread again.
6: Yep, bomb thread again. I'm running that on my uh, right now. But yeah, this is a. Uh,
0: it looks like a 2000. 2000.
6: Yeah, 2000, yep, model 2000. Oh, look, and it's even got a.
0: It's got a floppy uh, disk protector in it. Oh, it's got a a, a vacant bay. This thing's ripe for expansion. It's cavern.
9: Yeah.
6: yeah, there's room for expansion. and. Uh,
0: yeah. Three times a This kind of
6: looks like a generic PC case with a it, Tandy label on it.
0: Yeah, it certainly does. And that, that's, that's
6: interesting. I don't know what uh, yeah, that must be one of the later
0: ones, Beck. That's uh, about as generic as it gets right there. It's a Tandy 2 million. Tandy 2 million. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it's <laughs> selling hard, for hard on eBay. 30. Now, this is what? What is Ross 3?
6: Um, I don't know what that is. That's, yeah, that's, that's a new RDS, one to me. RDS RDS 3 microcomputer. I I'm
0: RDS.
2: It's like a model 2 keyboard, keyboard or something or maybe yeah. that's a no. I can't tell. Is that an
0: abbreviation for RAID D shack? RAID D O shack?
2: RDS? I don't know. R D. Is that an 8 inch drive? it's a, br- uh, it's a branded unit.
6: Okay, it's a uh, brand oh, so it like a TDP 100. It's a branded unit. Uh
2: is that.
8: A, yeah,
12: yeah, I would say so Malcolm was here and Malcolm was here and he was telling that it, it you would, if you had a <laughs> I don't, I don't know what RD is. Uh,
1: is that like a model two clone? Is that like a model it's two it's got, clone or
8: it's got a catalog number and it's got candy on the back.
6: Oh let's the catalog take,
8: number is seventy one dash zero one zero one.
0: Okay, John Lowry says it's a model two for sure.
8: That
12: if you had enough money, you could get the handy to manufacture the unit to, you know, with your model number and whatever. Um, and that must be the company name. It it probably sold with some accounting software or whatnot as a turnkey system. Remember back in the day, the handy in you know that was a, you didn't even buy it, right? We had to lease it. So this is kind of probably the same idea. You probably leased this from the company. And it came with the for it. That's
0: probably helpful Interesting. I kind of missed the. Uh, yeah, this is a. Uh,
6: did we cover Jim's booth? I don't. I think we kind of missed that one. There's, there's Eric. Why not Canalis again?
0: Hey, Eric, yeah. with the fresh haircut. There's all the returns on the on the table. No diet Dr Pepper there.
6: <laughs> no, somebody no, no diet it. Dr Pepper to be found. No, somebody stole it.
0: Is that one of his eight pack eight port multiplexes going on there?
6: Eight port multiplexes. I. I
0: Corbin oh, Dallas got- multi-pass.
1: There it is.
0: He's got an he yeah, said two unit. plugged in the
1: side and four on the top. Look at that. 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 Ooh. David, David would be in heaven there.
0: Ooh, Coco Mem.
2: It's loaded. Fully loaded.
0: Fully loaded. That's a Model
2: oh. 4P. Is, 4P. I'm guessing T is for "quote
6: unquote" portable. Portable, luggable. (laughs) So portable means it's a heavy computer with a handle, (laughs) and the keyboard tucks into that little slot. Right.
0: The keyboard becomes like a screen cover, right? So
6: yeah, we got some miscellaneous soldering going on there, and then uh, we flip back over here next to. There's Richard again, but we'll go up here in the middle and uh, got some got some things going on here. We got. uh, Richard's display and uh, running a switcheroo and and a wallaby cable because he's got the uh, switcheroo and the uh, CM8 running the. But Side David Land CM8 that was that was uh, not broken when it got here.
1: Ah, nice. Well, it's even got uh, a cover door and everything. I yeah. know.
5: I
6: mean, I mean, no, it doesn't. And now mine does. I mean,
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
6: I tried that. I could I, I could not pull off that Jedi mind trick. Yeah. And this this is the. Uh, not on right now, but this is the uh, Tandy Vision.
0: Yeah, right Wrightfeld setup. Yeah.
6: Right, and um, I it was and interesting. Trying to, I guess he's trying to see how many things he can daisy chain off this thing. Yeah, look, it has a
0: keyboard. It keyboard has keyboard
6: attachment that I never knew even existed for the Intellivision. I guess there's not a lot you can do with it, but it's it's there. And uh, I think it's even the must be the Intella Voice with the genuine imitation wood grain paneling.
0: Yeah, and what's that in between them? What's that big wide thing between the televoice and that?
6: This is what the keyboard hooks into.
0: Oh wow! So that oh, that must be the computer upgrade.
6: Yeah, he said it wasn't very. It wasn't a lot you could do with it. I don't see the fella right now, so I can't really. Okay,
0: that's Wright Veld. Wright Veld. Henry Wright Veld. Yeah.
6: Okay, I've seen. Or sent. Or better known as sent from my phone. Sent
0: from my phone. Yeah. So yeah.
1: So Nick, quit complaining about the multi pack. Did you see that? yeah i know they're
3: ugly aren't they yeah look at mc10 (laughs) it's
0: got a better keyboard don't insult that unit
3: (laughs) (laughs) you see that thing
9: back in 84 when i went to coco fest or rainbow fest they had uh, one that somebody put a Cocoa in it and made one of those things oh they
0: did a a Cocoa repack using that keyboard yeah using that interesting
3: wow there's (laughs) Cocoa there's four. <laughs> a
6: prototype. Uh, there's more of the, uh, more of the uh, truckload of truckload of goodies yeah in the middle there and uh we come around oh and it looks like another it looks like another cosmic aliens ripoff here yeah look at that i, I think there's going to be a season another
0: season desist galaxy yeah.
6: Invasion. Uh. yeah yeah i was just
1: gonna say that's a big five one isn't
6: it yeah galaxy invasion yeah look at that that's
3: this one is. is that programmer from Big That's Five there at all? Yep, it's from Big Five. Yep, there it is. But who, isn't there one of the programmers uh, at the at the show, I think? Oh, I don't know. Good question. He, uh, is this your game or? not my game.
6: I just wrote
0: the
8: emulator.
6: Oh, he wrote the emulator.
0: He was there last year.
6: Five on Cocoa Talk.
0: Yeah. Cool. What is the, the, uh, the emulator? Oh, I guess Uh-oh, he's
9: working another announcement.
8: speaker uh, speakers Arno Puder and Sasha Haberling are doing a presentation of building an extension card for the TRS eighty lessons learned from the retro store card
0: in the room next door in five minutes.
6: There you go, Stevie. You got five minutes to get here.
0: All right. Okay. So we have somebody in the live chat named Ryan Gabigan saying that that the uh, it's a European version of the ECS for Intellivision, that box with the keyboard is that it and the Australia one were the uh, model after Intellivision 1 in the U.S. Uh, um, oh, very so, cool. Yeah. Neat very stuff. Cool.
6: can uh, venture through here the uh, the, uh,
0: is, the does, Brett, does Brett Gordon have a display?
6: I do not believe Brett has a display, but there he yeah,
0: yeah, so he's just Brett. there. He's just displaying you himself.
6: You don't have a table, do you, Brett? Okay, there you go. There you go. You you heard it here first uh, on Coco Talk.
5: This, Brett, the, is this
0: Coco Talk the dumpster fire? The dumpster, dumpster
8: fire. <laughs>
6: dumpster
0: fire. Ah! ah. <laughs> <laughs> we got ah, to dance. Go. Hey, we got.
8: Please, hold your applause. Yeah,
0: Ladies, we got some please. more clips for the post credits. Now we got Richard dancing too. We got Greg yeah, roaring and Richard Grant dancing. Roaring. <laughs> Richard, yeah.
6: <laughs> well, we got a bunch oh, of books. oh, we have the complete Rainbow Guide to OS Nine.
0: Oh, wow! Yeah. If I ever find yeah. myself low on toilet paper.
2: Graphic of the dancing demon morph to uh, Richard. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Here we go. We got a. We have a
0: the we toilet paper ten printer. Toilet paper ten.
6: Slightly incomplete.
0: Well, it has a tint to it.
6: Oh, that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's what we call a patina.
0: That's the tan mom edition. So, um, yeah.
6: retro bright is your friend. Yeah. Oh. What we got here? We got
0: uh, ah. we got, a, we got a
6: big. Well, it seems pretty light, but there's at least a box for a big calculator in here. Yeah,
0: big. That's a what's pretty it called? B, uh, BAC, big ass calculator. Yeah. Uh, there you
9: go. How oh, much do they want for that disk video interface for a Model 100?
6: I have no idea.
9: See it on where, top Where
6: here? was that? that was,
9: it's in the box on top. Right beside uh, the uh, printer interface. Oh, the
6: disk video interface. I yeah. Have
9: Model 100, right?
6: It appears to be empty.
9: It's
0: probably uh, on display on somewhere. Display. yeah. It could be. That was a doohickey you plugged into it and and attached to like an 80-column composite monitor, almost turned it into a PC.
9: Hey, have you ever noticed on sometimes on eBay they'll sell those
0: boxes? (laughs) Just the boxes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a vintage box. Yeah, Yeah, it's a vintage box, so it's worth something. Um, Look at that cassette player. That is vintage.
6: Yeah, and the modem, it looks like.
0: Oh, right.
6: Motion modem DC 2212
0: untested oh, that's a 1200 baud one. That's the
1: high-end one.
9: Oh, is that, is that a oh. Craig's?
6: How much you how much would you pay don't answer yes
9: <laughs> uh, Wow we
6: got all kinds of books here we got um, oh using the TRS 80 in your home Oh, Using it in your car. Yeah, so darn it. I've
1: been using it outside this
0: whole time no wonder. Yes. Oh, up in I the had snow. one in my van <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> it wrong. Oh, are these OS 9 manuals? Uh, it's no, it's
6: like MS, DOS, no, uh, Microsoft, Word.
0: Hey, Ron, can you work the camera for Jason, please?
6: Oh, you want me to work the camera like Ron? <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> you
0: go. You have to drop it. Oh. Oh, you drop okay,
6: it? enough of that. We're going to make everybody seasick. Hey, my, more, my, still t- my arms are still. My still tired from holding up my phone for that whole Stewart Cheffé uh, keynote that I streamed live to YouTube.
0: Well, thanks for doing that. We'll have to watch that later. Yeah, how did uh, it go?
6: It w- well, my arms are still tired, but it was it was it was a really nice keynote. I got to uh, chat with him for a minute and took a picture with him because uh, he, I guess he had to go. He was out of here by noon.
0: Wow, he was so, in and out. Uh,
6: in and out, but. Uh, Nice guy, nice fellow really interesting talk if you get a chance
0: played
9: out huh
6: Facebook and uh, uh there may be better recordings out there eventually, but uh I have one up there now it's, Okay. Uh, of my oh, we have one of those uh fifty and one kits here uh,
5: hey. Ooh. all kinds
6: of all kinds of radio shack goodness here, and uh just uh
9: all kinds I didn't of know goodies.
1: better I'd think I was in Ron's garage right now, yeah. yeah.
9: Yeah, well, less the signs. <coughs> yeah. 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 We got. Uh, yeah, I keep thinking I, in my head, hey, I got one of those. I got one of those.
1: <laughs> I one bet you those. don't have the giant Dinosaurs Wars poster, though. I, I love that Dino Wars poster.
9: Yeah. Well,
6: well, well, it's like I have one of those. I have yeah, one. It's more like I have one dozen of those.
9: You have 12 of those. Nah. Yeah, but yeah I, that's I something know, else. The Dino it?
6: Wars poster, but everybody likes it. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, the internet's Grant Lady. Whoa, you're going to knock it over there, Grant. Whoa. Oh, God.
0: Rule. (laughs) Rule. You can tell Grant to roar again. Roar. Seventy bucks <laughs> down the
9: drain.
6: Uh, <laughs> Tim Linder put this together. Uh, Tim Linder, huh? Breaking news from Brent Donahue. This was Tim Linder.
1: That's right. Where Tim works, he has one of those big ass printers. If I remember, for the hey, print hey, shop he works for.
9: Uh, did oh, you guys oh, notice oh. those dinosaurs are in uh, Arizona? So
6: Brent sneaking behind the signs. Is there anything uh. back behind here? Oh, everybody! Roar!
0: Roar. Right. That's okay. neat.
6: Oh, Grant's gonna go behind and
3: roar. Okay, uh... roar.
2: Roar, See, revealed,
3: he should have put a he should have put a hole on, on his head. So you just poke your head through. Yeah, take your picture.
5: He
7: gives
3: part. it a rating of one. That's
0: that's, that's Grant saying we're number one. We're the number oh, one oh, rated oh, live oh, talk oh, show and for, featuring and for, a shaky cam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
6: can't. I can't turn it upside down. I can't put it in Australia mode. It doesn't okay. work. Okay. <laughs> it correct. It auto corrects itself. But I think that's. Uh, I think that's pretty much the. Uh, hey, what are
9: those monitors on the floor?
6: Monitors hmm. on the floor. Yep, We're there's past. monitors on the floor.
9: Down behind you too.
6: Oh yeah, there's monitors. Hey, there's a Mac oh. Cube there. <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, a bunch of laser discs here too somewhere.
0: Laser,
2: yep. laser. Those, are, those look like a couple here. Apple monitors. The so one here. on the right is the monitor two for the Apple Yeah, tool.
6: we got some monitors here on the floor. We got uh, what is this? This is uh, a high see. resolution monitor VM one. Those Ooh. are
9: for the um two thousands. Yep. yep. Right, those
6: look like I'll take your word for it. And then we have yeah. uh, we have a stack of. Uh, uh, I
9: got one of those two thousands. Right okay. I got two yeah. of those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't
5: have Thanks. any
0: of those big ones there. I'd have to say, there's there's a good there's a good variety of machines on display here. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
6: I enjoy seeing something else other than the, the cocoa. There you go. Hi, you're on Coco Talk. There you go.
0: Is that, that's Ron Klein, and that's Mike Rowan. All right. Tell him that. My row. Hi. Oh,
6: there's Myro right there. Hi, Myro.
0: Hey.
6: As my seen on the internet, Myro.
0: Como esta? Hey Tom, we say congratulations on another great show.
6: Uh, guys, we're saying congratulations on another great show. Yeah,
8: another great show. We're almost. We're not quite at what we had last year. I think we're at we
5: eighty-six last year or
0: eighty-three. So we should hit or exceed last year.
6: That's awesome.
5: Wonderful.
0: That is awesome. Oh if, yeah, just change how you count it. And that's Ron Klein.
6: Did you hear that, Stevie? What's that? Oh, Next time you need to be on this side of the camera.
0: Yes. He agrees. <laughs> Tell him I don't have the uh, Cocoa Crew kind of uh, budget. We're, you know, we're a low-budget show.
8: Uh,
6: he doesn't have the Cocoa Crew budget. You we're know, a low-budget <laughs> show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can Coco we flush this time? <laughs> Coco Talk Live. We're lucky we live vicariously through. want to hear a Tandy, story? My... Hear a tandy story.
8: Hear a radio story. Radio Shack
2: story? Who is that? Who is that?
6: Who who we have here? Named, your name tag flipped around.
8: I'm PJ McLaren, I run
0: Digital Dinos. Digital Dinos. Okay, so you're the guy with all the stuff.
6: Yep. You're the guy with all the stuff in the middle.
8: I'm the guy with all the stuff in the
6: middle. Oh, so you're the one with the box truck. What, what's the
8: story with that? Uh, all the stuff I have? Yeah. So I've been uh, in the Classic Computer Arena for since, like, 92, 93, somewhere in there. And somewhere around 19, 19, 2003, I decided that I needed to sell something. So one of the things about collections is, of course, you have to buy everything, right, to get that one thing. And my, my wife at the time, my new wife at the time said, hey, yeah, you can't store everything. Okay. It's like you can't collect them right? So what I decided to do was to, um, take the one thing that I wanted and then sell everything else. Okay. Which is what we must do. Right. So I tried to, I tried to be nice about it for what I was going to sell. So all of this stuff is all my duplicates duplicates are things I'm not interested in anymore in, in candy. That's where all this comes from. Everything here has a little bit of a story to it. So you wanna talk about the story?
5: Let's do that, yeah.
0: Which story are we gonna hear now? Now we're
8: going to hear the Coco story.
0: Okay, now, did he say his wife at the time? Does that mean his wife, is that person is no longer his wife? <laughs>
8: I, I yeah. think so you have a different wife now and not, not your wife at the time. No. I still have the same wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had a friend named Jim, and he had some color computers, and he was um, still in, the, in the color computer. so he gave me the freeze. So that's where cocoa freeze came from. And then all of these, as you can tell, like – See where it's kind of marked and you have like a mark here and
5: see
8: what this mark is? See that guy at the pillow sticker bag. See that mark? Right. 898? So all the Coastal shoes here come from thrift stores. Wow. Uh-huh. That mark came from um, uh, what was it called uh, it was a thrift store in Columbus that so is says looting my name and looting is Eluding, eluding me at the moment. I've been talking all day. I know the um, feeling. Um, but cocos are pretty rare when it comes when it comes to being in person. So they really are. Uh, but these guys over here. So this is. So these original. These are original cocos. So these came from a gentleman named Tony, and um, Tony lived in. Um, he lived in Chicago. And Tony. Pedraza. He was yeah, a, Tony Pedraza. No, no. It, 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 I, I don't even I don't even know if he's alive anymore. Okay. So, so Tony came Tony
0: Soprano came
8: to my, my store and what he offered was come on out and clean him out of this OSI stuff. So OSI is um, Ohio Scientific Institute. But he also was interested in the color from, he was also from OSI they switched over his company switched over to Candy and he did candy for um, they said standing for the Model 1, for so the Model 2, and also for the Cocoa, and they built software for it. So Tony giving a whole bunch of standing color computers and SBA cocos.
5: Not necessarily a radio
8: check story, but it's, it is a good story. Thanks for sharing. You're
5: welcome.
0: So that was a Tony Soprano owned Cocoa is what he said, right?
8: Yeah. Uh, The
6: fellow named Tony, I don't think it was Tony Soprano, but it was... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Though, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about the whole loop here. I mean, right. uh, I I can uh.
0: Yeah, well, give your arms up. a rest. Sit down, Jason. Give your arms a rest. Put the phone down and just talk to us on voice if you <laughs> want. But get your. Oh, there's a
6: there's a model one o two right there. I oh, think, nice. Uh, I can give you a quick cut. <clears throat> The forum room here. Let me—is that
0: the back of Greg, Greg's head right there?
6: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the internet's Grant Leedy. <laughs> it's Greg,
13: <Okay>.
0: Greg. <laughs> Freaking Greg. Right. Freaking Greg,
6: huh?
0: Oh, this is the speaking room.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: This is where the celebrities hang out. Yeah, nice size, uh exhibit room, or a speaking room there. And given a talk on TR City Emulator
6: for Android.
0: Yeah.
6: But, uh, oh, yeah. and uh, there's, uh, there's Ice.
0: Oh, Ice. What about Jolt Cola? Does this event include Jolt Cola? Oh. Oh.
6: Internet's grand lady, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I'm glad the camera was aimed high
0: on that one. Yeah, no shit. That would have been a <laughs> something we didn't want to see. All right,
6: that's all right. Um, that's uh, that's really all I that's really all I have from Tandy Assembly. I think that's uh, that's the gist of it, anyway.
0: Well, you gave us 45 minutes of content. We can end the show now. This is great. So um, 45,
6: only 45 minutes? I mean it hasn't been like four hours yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it awesome. just feels
6: like that to
1: your arms. That's all.
0: Oh,
6: again! I got my, I've got my badge, and I've got my Cocoa Talk shirt. So we're there. You go. You're awesome. We're good to go.
0: You're awesome. Yeah. Give your arms a rest. Give your arms a rest. I'll give
6: my arms a rest. Reporting live from Tandy Assembly, and there's Greg.
0: Hey, there's Uh, the internet's Grant Lady. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, internet's Grant Greg (laughs) live from
13: Tandy Assembly.
0: That's awesome. Thank you, Jason. I can't thank you enough.
13: Appreciate it. I'm. Thank you. Yes, you're too kind. And thank you wish
0: y'all uh, could be here yes awesome all right well we've had a few more people show up on the show now too we've got uh what's his name over there david Ladd. all right oh. david paul barton Hi. has joined us all kinds of people have joined us here so excellent excellent thank you guys um good stuff what do you guys think of that little tour of tandy assembly it, was it was cool I, I wish i, I could be the there up. too it went. It, I think it was a success. They pulled it off. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Didn't have any reason to doubt them, but it's nice to see that it, uh, you know, it 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 went off with a bang. Yeah. Looks like the venue was good. Um, you know, I know I know a few people saying the time of year wasn't ideal for them. You know, it's too close to Thanksgiving, too close to Christmas, or this or any other. So, um, but all things considered, uh, yeah, nice turnout, nice, nice mix of exhibits there and um yeah it looks like the venue is pretty good yeah and you're never going to
1: get it one at a time that's perfect for everybody anyway no no pick one and go
0: yeah what's that ron i have breaking news uh breaking news
9: yes uh Um, coco coco tv is not
0: including our show at this point Coco TV is not including our show at this point. Okay, maybe Roger forgot to turn on the receiver on his end. I don't know. It's usually uh, automatic, right? Well, I mean, uh, theoretically, that 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 should be a true statement.
9: Yeah, but um, nope. I have tried it numerous times. I sent him an email, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and and John, we're sorry. You couldn't make it either. So John Lowry was planning on attending and was unable to attend. I would have liked to have attended, and... um, uh you know just wasn't able to so um no that's cool we got to see jim brain we got so we got to see a lot of guys who are sometimes on the show or you know a periphery of the show so get to see them in person that's great um or at least get to see them via you know video feed so cool stuff hey paul barton how are you i'm doing fine can you hear me yeah we can hear you fine you sound good what you been yeah, cooking up lately? Sixty-four gigabyte RAM upgrades or anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
9: No, I've just been playing with my uh one chip hard drive interface board. Oh wow. Cool. cool. How many wire- chips how many wire- chips does
0: it have? <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> what color wires were you using? What's what's the uh what's the theme? <laughs> Look at that. Oh, it's all hand-wired, of course. Yeah. Very cool. One chip hard drive. Interface. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, That was nice. I don't know if Jason can still hear us, but yeah, uh, Jason, thank you so much for for showing us that. I did have a little brief video that I had uh, stolen from Paul Fiskerelli this morning. I figured I would show if if we had nothing else to show, but I think we got got more than our money's worth on our Tandy assembly walkthrough there, huh? That was good. 45 minutes of just seeing stuff. That's cool. Uh, you could spend 45 minutes probably going through that uh, digital dino's collection of stuff he has, right? The box truck full of goodies, you know? That's like a candy store right there. So so it was kind of hard to make out um, some of the stuff he was saying. So, Jason, can you repeat? Or, uh, Jason, can you hear us? Jason record. All right. Um, uh,
7: he's with Neil right now, but I'm here.
0: Okay, so I don't know if you heard the guy. He was trying to explain how he got into his collection and now how he's selling his collection because he needed to buy stuff to get the stuff he wanted and they ended up with a lot of extra stuff and now he's selling yeah, that stuff. U-Haul guy. Yeah, the U-Haul guy. Yeah,
7: What's so, the question
0: you want me to ask him? Yeah, well, j- Jason, can you just kind of give us the short story about what he was explaining, like why he's selling all of his stuff now because it was kind of hard to hear for all the ambient noise. He said like he had to buy a lot of stuff to get the stuff he wanted. You're muted, Jason.
2: Sounds like so, he yeah. was trying to basically, sell
6: the excess Basically, he had, these are like doubles and maybe in multiple, like triple.
5: Yeah, okay. So uh,
6: What he has and uh, very understanding wife, but I guess it was time to uh, you know, get rid of some of it. There's Neil's behind me playing <laughs> Rampage.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's good he got rid of that wife because any wife who doesn't understand that, you know, collecting is important. It's not oh, the right wife to have it's
6: still His wife so that oh, it still there. is his
0: wife. Oh, his wife at the time uh, is still his wife now. OK, right, well, then, good. I, I, good woman. So I, I had
6: to double check on that myself.
0: OK, there we go. All right. So his wife says, listen, you can collect, but keep it keep it under control.
6: Uh, that That was my understanding.
0: Yeah, OK. And this is now this is his attempt at controlling the collection.
6: That, that was, that was my understanding. Yeah. All
0: right. Good. Well, Hey, listen, his, his losses are gain, right? So absolutely. Uh, yeah. And know the prices seem reasonable.
6: As far as I
8: know.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Very cool. Very cool. So that's a bonus. The, I think awesome. that's, a, that's a challenge, right? So when you have, um, because, because a lot of people go like to Cocoa fest, people go to Cocoa fest for the auction where like, you know, I can get, you know, I'm going to get this $40 CMA on auction if I'm lucky but you got somebody else who wants to sell their own for a hundred, and so when you're selling things <laughs> at these shows, you're kind of competing with the auction because everybody wants that penny on the dollar auction item, right?
5: 50, uh,
0: oh. so. did, no, no, the Tandy Vision wasn't on when I was over there.
6: Oh, oh, breaking it Now he got past level one, Stevie.
0: Ah, excellent.
6: Level two. Oh, let I me mean, let me get in here. and see, You can see what level two looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, Rampage, uh, That by that guy who made Zaxxon. <laughs> yeah.
1: The guy who helped with Moon Shuttle.
0: <laughs> the guy who helped with Moon Shuttle. <laughs> Don't you need an audio spectrum analyzer? Yes. Yeah. Cool. There's,
6: that's the Tandy Vision in action there. The, uh, Tandy
0: Vision.
6: With a, with a keyboard.
0: Somehow putting the word Tandy and Vision in the same sentence seems contradictory at this point, doesn't it? oxymoronic <laughs> or something god bless you mark overholzer yeah may he bless well, just you, and keep
4: you. The one thing that uh, mo- excuse me uh, mattel was willing to sell to anybody
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: was mattel who made the um the vetrex too nope. no was it milton bradley milton
4: bradley bought it
0: oh okay thank you <laughs> a couple of nuggets here oh they're hot i'm good for now I can't hold. Do uh, you want me to take the whole plate from you? Yes. Oh, I wasn't sure. I thought you were asking me to grab one. All right. Oh, this is your plate. Right, this is my plate. I just this, just in folks, hot McNuggets. Uh, oh God. This segment brought the to liver. you by Fresh Nuggets. Um, thank you. You're too kind. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rob like Inman. Fish? Yeah, Rob Inman says creator of color computer artist. <laughs> we're gonna add that one to the. All right. Cool. All right. How about we do this? How about we take a break, huh? Everybody, need a break?
8: Sure, oh, definitely.
0: All right, we're gonna take a break. So we're gonna we're gonna run some commercials, and we'll be back. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Jason uh, Reichert, you are too kind. And we'll be back in just a little bit. Steve Powell's here. Hey, Steve. Hi,
5: everybody. This is Siri, Apple's personal assistant and beatbox professional. You're watching Coco Talk with the original gamer, Stevie Stro.
6: I was here first.
0: What's going on, everybody? Stevie Stroh, and I want to say thank you for continuing to watch and listen to Coco Talk. We love doing this show. We think we put together a pretty good show for you, but this show could be better with your help. So if you would like to send a feedback a comment, a suggestion, a show topic, or maybe even your own little segment or bumper, then send it to us via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. This show would be nothing without you. Love to hear from you.
9: Dad gave me my first shortwave radio from Radio Shack. What memories. This Christmas, we got our son's Color Computer 3 from Radio Shack. It hooks right up to our TV and was on sale for less than $130. The Color Computer 3 makes learning fun. Jimmy even lets me use it for word process when he isn't playing computer games.
10: Lucky I still got my shortwave.
4: Save $70 on the sale-priced Color Computer 3,
1: only at Radio Shack. We now return you to
0: Coco Talk. And we are back. And with us on the panel right now is still L. Curtis Boyle, Mark Overholzer, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Paul T. Barton, uh, the Internet's own Grant Leedy is with us, Brian Weisler, Jason, the Coco Man Reichert, the maker of the Switcheroo, and the Wallaby Y Cable. We've got Ron Delvo, we've got Nick Morentes. day, Steve Bjork, Bill Noble, and David Ladd. Ly- all right, so we're here and we're another another exciting episode. John Lowry is in the live chat. Yes, yeah, says, What a great deal, Coco Three for one hundred twenty nine dollars, right? So we've had a lot of people in the live chat today. Let's just go back and say hi to some of them. Mark Overholzer, Nick Morota, Chad Cunningham, Cunnington uh nick Maroda mark overholzer ken reichert mark bosley was in the live chat and um uh, al hartman's out there from Jersey. how you doing al barry nelson was on with us briefly hey barry hello and goodbye ken reichert jason's brother maker of fine commercials as well there's greg hey greg in the background hey greg john lowry is here rob inman is here james jones is here hey james jones and who else is here John Lowry, Rob Inman, Mark Overholzer, John Lowry, um, Mark Bosley, um, Ryan Gaving, Gavington, Gavigan, Ryan Gavigan, I can't read. Uh, game oh, over. You came can in. You pronounce so, your name. Cross yes,
6: pronounced correctly.
0: That's it. All right. So there we go. Um, so, hi, everybody. We're here. Um, Brian, how are you, bro? Where's Brian? Where's Brian? Brian's there. Um, we didn't go over. Project updates and acquisitions. Uh, so I know Paul. You mentioned you're working on a single board floppy or hard drive controller. So you got a project in the works. Yep. Also working on being uh, working on being Ron Delvo's neighbor too,
5: right?
0: Oh yeah. Look All at right. his beard. His beard is wonderful, isn't it? It is. You guys look yeah. like real men. Real oh, yeah. men. Real men have beards, right? Kind of the ZZ top of the Cocoa World. (laughs) He's my brother from another mother. Yeah. Really going crazy about a shop dress, man. Yeah. Um, Greg's with us. David Lads. Bill Noble's here. Bill, what have you been up to? We don't get to talk to you all the time. What have you been up to, crazy man?
9: Oh, not a heck of a lot. Just
0: uh, still working on Nitrous 9, as usual. (laughs) Oh, really? Hey, when is Nitrous 10 coming out? Uh, probably about <laughs> two or three years. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we get the
1: 6810 processor, we'll be ready to go. Yeah.
11: <laughs>
0: it's like nitrous 10. Yeah. 10. yeah. 10. That, nitrous, nitrous has been on version 9 for a long time. you think they would have made a new one by now. <laughs>
2: yeah. You adopt Microsoft's numbering scheme. You know, call yeah. it something like uh, not Vista, but uh,
1: Kind of like that coco four we keep waiting for
0: yeah yeah <laughs> plenty of background noise coming there from coco man and grant um oh did they just mute themselves all right well when you have something important to say feel free to chime in which we know from greg will never happen so uh <laughs> <laughs> you're number one too he does, does no sign language <laughs> he's, he's, he says we're number one. We are the number one live leading show featuring the shaky cam. Uh- <laughs> well, Grant knows Can the sign language. He's the Helen Keller of the Cocoa World. So yeah. Now Brian on Facebook, I got all kinds of stuff from Facebook to share. Brian mentioned, hey, I got a three-hour road trip, a three-hour tour, um, and he chose to spend those three hours on on purpose, intentionally chose to listen to Coco Talk all that time, and all I have to do is say, I'm sorry, Brian. So uh,
2: <laughs> we'll refund his money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I did want to, um, I did want to bring that up. Maybe now's a good time to do that. Maybe we'll have a moment of. Uh, introspective and maybe reflections. But um, what when when I've realized just recently anyways is that we got a few people now who are kind of mentioning the show by name and, and posting clips and sharing things. And it's almost like we're becoming a resource, right? That was one of the news articles was that, um, you know, somebody had found the episode where Mark Overholzer was talking about the SD card that you could put on your Wi-Fi. And um, I mean, there's so many things we talk about. We've done so many episodes. We're on 82 right now. So um, I, I just think it's nice that people are now, um, I guess, validating our efforts and, and, and getting something out of it, even on, on replays and then using that as a resource and then sharing that for other people to look at. So it's kind of, um, I guess, fulfilling to to see that happen it was very like almost everything about the show has been unplanned unintentional unexpected um it's kind and of the become, tradition continues yeah yeah it's just kind of become this run it's been this runaway train of whatever it is the whole time you know we're like the uncola the uncola yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's like a so, bunch
9: of friends hanging around talking about tech and stuff,
0: and stuff. yeah yeah so like if you're new to the program like i think mark bosley it's only been here about three weeks as so I'm just showing, I'm just watching you guys for the first time. So I just want to remind everybody how how this show got. So, who's that in the background that's there? Eric. Oh, that's Eric.
2: Eric. Eric Canales. Me. Hey.
0: It's
2: a hair. Hey,
0: Eric. Eric, can you hear us? If you can hear me, smack Grant in the back of the head. <laughs> 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 I can hear. Okay. I, I'm I'm thinking to you, if you pick up my mental telepathy wavelength thoughts, please smack Grant in the back of the <laughs> Not working. Not working. All right. So, um Yeah, I mean the show started was it like around March of twenty seventeen and we were getting excited for Cocoa Fest twenty six, right? And so um, at that time, I was mostly doing just YouTube videos of, of um, Cocoa Games, and every now and then interviews. I did a live stream. Every Interview. now and then I did a little, um, an interviews, and, and every now and then I did like a live stream marathon of, of some Cocoa Games, right? So I had this idea, hey, why don't we just live stream, and let's talk about Cocoa Fest. We're all excited about Cocoa Fest. We've got the you know, the Christmas, you know, that Christmas vibe, you know, we're we're really excited for Christmas, the new toys and all this kind of stuff. So we kind of got together. We just live stream was very spontaneous, very unplanned, uh, five or six people were on that first episode. Mark Overholzer was on the very first episode and he's been with us since day one, right? Curtis was there. Um, I think, uh, Auntie M was there too. And, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, David Ladd, John Linville was there. Curtis was there. Um, a handful of us were there and we were just kind of just talking about stuff and and I was like, oh, this was cool. You wanna do it again? And we did it again and I think we did it for about four or five weeks, which led up to that Cocoa Fest. Fest. We did some live streams from Cocoa Fest. We did like a wrap up Cocoa Fest wrap up show and then I where do we go from here? And you know, that was now, you know, seventy eight episodes ago. So
1: yeah, it's just straight, like, straight downhill is where we went. Yeah,
0: you know, so um, everything, the everything about this show has very much been um, this kind of an accidental uh, success, if you will, if you consider it a success, but whatever it is, you know, it's, it's, it's just been the perfect storm of all these um, chemicals and, and chemistry and reactions and protons and neutrons and electrons and stuff, and it all kind of came together and and here we are you know so i'm and this is like my favorite part of the week is listening to you knuckleheads you know
2: and strangely enough we average about 25 or 30 people that watch along with us
0: yeah yeah and another another thing i liked about it too was you know because i i think a lot of us you know we all got our start listening to the coco crew the Cocoa crew kind of what inducted us into coco fest and the community and letting people know what's going on with projects and so I think the, the, um, the challenge with Coco Crew is only being once a month. Once you've listened to that episode, now you've got to wait 29 days. You know? It's like, what are we going to do for the next 29 days? Well, we started to create kind of like filler between those shows. So we had something to talk about and something to, to, some people to talk to and some things to listen to in between Coco Crews. You know? So uh, that was nice for me because I hated having to wait another month for another episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and we're also kind of continuing the tradition, and and Steve Bjork, you can uh, probably give the details because I think you have it hosted on one of your sites there, but we had that little Coco chat uh, that everybody would call into just on audio Skype and chat, and we did that for a few months, didn't we?
2: Yeah, it was back like five years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Back, yeah, way back when. That was one of the few times we actually got Marty Goodman out of retirement.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is that Paul Fiscarelli? Fiscarelli, yeah. Hey, Polly.
5: Yeah,
0: you do. He says hello. How you doing? Yeah, Cocoa Talk, Coco
5: Talk.
0: How you doing?
5: How you doing?
0: We're doing good, Polly. One
8: thing to say.
0: What's that say in the back of his shirt?
6: Meal, real men do it retro.
0: <laughs> Excellent
8: you guys stream it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, just, we already made the whole stuff. Ask
0: Paul if he's got Marotta, anything he Nick wants to Marotta. update us on.
2: Nick Morota, Nick
0: Marotta.
2: <laughs> Hey. You
0: got your name mentioned, hey. you,
2: Nick. Tell Paul you checked the video stream about an hour in.
0: <laughs> yeah, Davey Mitchell says, that was back in the old days when Skype worked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When this Skype, is true. the retro Skype, right? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I guess I guess I will just start off the discussion by saying, um, you know, it's been a fun, wild ride, unexpected ride, and, and a lot of things have happened. And um, I think the show continues to grow and evolve and, and take its twists and turns. And it's 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 a ride I hope doesn't end. Uh, but I'm yep. just I'm I'm grateful that people are now referencing it and people are saying oh yeah i'm I'm actually listening in the car and i'm listening to back episodes and all this kind of stuff so it's like that's that's for me it's just very cool to hear so i want to say thank you to everybody who's been a part of this both on both sides of the show on the talking side and on the listening side and i'll shut up now
1: yeah it's also it's also good that we just get everybody together for these chats too like you not everybody can attend the shows in person so it, it's nice having that immediate feedback that's one thing that we have that's different than the coco crew Which I would view as more as a reference material because it's something you can go back to, but you're not interactive with it, and that's the big plus on our side.
0: If you're into that kind of thing, yeah. To me, to me, to to me, I think the magic or the appeal is kind of like if you get to be live because you can. It's real, you know, and it's like when I when I went before I got rid of satellite radio. I used to love to listen to Howard Stern. When he was live in the morning even though they replayed it all day long for some reason psychologically they're like oh this is great because i'm hearing it as it's happening you know i get to hear these real moments and i'm part of this moment and it just happened and um so to me that live or near live experience is, is this you feel closely connected to it but you know the great news is you can watch it all day and you can watch it throughout the week and stuff like that and um you know, it's like I always wonder like how relevant is an old episode? But uh, Mark Bosley just mentioned, hey, I went back to episode nine and uh, learned how to set up Drivewire. Because I guess we talked about Drivewire back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, Drivewire, Drivewire. Um, Let me write that down because I'll have to go check that too. <laughs> <laughs> David Ladd, where are you? Yeah, I think that was one. I think if we were talking about Drivewire, it had to have been David because it, it wouldn't have been coming out of my mouth. I don't I don't know how to spell drive wire, So. Um, somebody like Nick Morota, who's um, what's 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 it been like for you? What's your experience been? Well,
2: I was gonna say I really, I really love how you let us join. You know, like you're so accommodating and so friendly and so open. It's like hanging out with a bunch of friends on Saturday afternoon now. And I really, really love it. So uh, yeah, it's like it's like a live cocoa meet. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, it was inspired by cocoa fest which is Best. what Cocoa fest is where we all get together you know coco fest to me was inspired by coco crew and um yeah so if anything if if we if so you know how some people say the coco crew reminds them of the rainbow magazine which is a great accolade it's a thing to, If if somebody says that our show reminds them of hanging out at Cocoa fest to me that's an accolade you know because that was our inspiration you know so it's a
9: lot of fun
1: hmm
0: agreed yeah hey yeah. guys
9: it's can i give you a shameless uh, piece of information
0: sure make it even shameful if you'd like okay as i eat, as I eat my fries sure yesterday i turned 50. hey i'm officially old oh, wrong button although at 50 years you old enough. you probably take some naps but i gotta I'm, take a nap after this yeah. show <laughs> this is the button i meant to hit right here so Hey, um, Jason, if you can hear me, and especially if Greg is not listening, smack him in the back of the head for me, will you?
6: <laughs> I'll let you do that next
0: time. <laughs> Greg, freaking Greg, back there. Um, so, how's the how's the vibe there at uh, Tandy Assembly? Is it cool? Everybody hanging out, having a good time? I think so. Yeah.
6: Yeah, we, we, we went to Big Boy and had lunch. I got my uh, chocolate fudge cake.
8: Oh, they have a roosters here.
0: Oh, they do.
1: Yep. Excellent.
6: Yeah, so we, we, might, we might go there this evening.
1: Ah. Oh, How well I are think. the seminars being attended?
6: Uh, the only thing I've attended is, was the uh, Stuart Chaffee keynote. And um, you just saw a few minutes ago, there was, a, there was a decent amount of people in there. I, I, I don't even know if I have the seminar schedule
0: and look by, um, it seems like when you look at the website, uh, they have them spread out. Yeah, there's at least a little bit of a break in between, because that's always a challenge when it's back-to-back speaking engagements, because you always have, to, where am I going to be? Am I going to be here? Am I going to be there? Am I going to miss this? So it's nice to yeah. try to find some balance there.
1: Yeah, it's nice having the breaks, because, I mean, if you if you actually want to catch everything, then if, if if it's wall-to-wall speakers the whole time, then you don't get a chance to actually go on the show floor and intermingle or even check stuff out, so... That was a problem with Rainbow Fest back in the day because he used to have like three seminars going on at once and you had to pick which one am I actually going to go to because you couldn't yeah. possibly attend those. Always
2: the old sad. One. Always sad. Yeah. It's and like Sophie,
1: then, Sophie's choice. Yeah. Rats. I'm just
0: going to go check
8: the forum room.
0: Okay. So, Ron though, and Mission Control, we are not on Roku still, right? We are on Roku now. Okay. I don't know,
9: somehow. Uh, it didn't pick up. You you went right on at two, right? We well, actually we went on a little bit
0: before two, but early. it should have picked yep. up whenever his schedule started. Uh, he says we, that
9: there's an eight minute window, so uh, he doesn't know why it didn't come on, but he put it on it, We're on now. So
0: yeah, we started a few minutes early. So, mm-hmm.
9: that could have been it.
0: Maybe history was made. Maybe it's
9: for two p.m. Eastern on for eight minutes. So, Curtis,
7: it looks I like the uh, the. Um, the speakers are getting a pretty good turnout. Probably oh, good! Pretty, yeah. So probably a good twenty, twenty-five people in here.
0: That's good. Excellent. I, I would imagine Stuart Chaffee being the opening act and the headliner had a pretty much packed house, right?
7: Yeah, it was. In fact, they closed down the other side for it.
0: Okay, it was mandatory. <laughs>
7: <laughs> no, I don't think anybody. What man in the booth didn't want to stay there while
8: he was talking? So
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, that's that's a, that's a a, I mean, listen, last year we had some pretty big hitters too, right? Scott Adams was there, um, Lance Mikolas, and uh, who was the other guy, that, the big three that they had, their big three keynotes. They had a really packed show last year with some really interesting people, some his, interesting histories and stories. Um, so, yeah, cool. All right, so Grant Leady is just, uh, has, has there been any Diet Dr. Pepper sightings at, at the event? <laughs>
9: nope
0: how about joe cola
1: well now i'm disappointed
0: yeah right <laughs> all right so chad cunning cunnington has got to go that's nick's neighbor good day Chad, and goodbye uh, thanks for being here chad chad's been on since like 3 30 in the morning in australia without sleeping yet so it's it's up he's up late instead of like nick who gets up early um good stuff good stuff Good times. Um so yeah, anybody else anything you want to add to the whole reflection of how we've arrived here eighty two episodes later, you know?
1: Well, I like the fact that we've evolved too. I mean, we had some segments we were doing early on that you know maybe don't happen as often. We've got new segments that have come on since. We've got the assembly language tutorial with
0: Steve. Yeah, and yeah. We're
1: we're kind of evolving the show and, and then trying to match I guess the audience you know what the requests are because we had a lot of people asking about assembly language stuff so it's been good that you know our show with Steve as well as you know Paul and some others have also been doing assembly language stuff so we're responding to the community which I think is a great thing
2: we get questions too as we go along that just pop up some are related to what we're talking about and others are just out of the blue but you know it's like hey you got a whole bunch of smart people here at some of them ask them
0: uh, so here we see somebody in the uh, live chat too, so Ryan Gabigan says, though it's the first time I've listened live, I've listened to the podcast version, love the new assembly class segment. So that's good to hear. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, that is cool. Who would have thunk it, right? Who who would imagine, like, you know, if you were like me and always wanted to learn assembly and we have somebody like Steve Bjork who's teaching us, who, who would even have imagined that that would happen, you know? It's really cool, and that is—he's Steve's—not the only one that. But we have somebody with, you know, a lot of experience and wisdom that's just sharing it very freely with everybody. It's just very cool, you know.
2: And completed projects under the belt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were talking, I, I, by the way, the episode with Willie last week—did you guys like that? I really enjoyed that hearing all about the Vetrix stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, I listened back to it because that—that's one of my problems too. Is when everything's live, there's so much sensory input it's really hard to focus on everything so i always find when i listen again I, there was something i missed you know so even though i was kind of there i wasn't fully there so listening more to willie without being distracted and just listening in the car and stuff is like man he's an interesting guy he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of passion you know and uh, it's a it's a neat system that's a kind of a close cousin of ours so that was that was good stuff um Matter of fact, somebody commented on that video. The guy who he, who he was talking about where you said, Are you is he related to John Romero? Um, what was his name? Obviously, last name was Romero. Can't think of the first name.
10: I think Curtis asked that question.
0: Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, so, so that guy who, who Willie was talking about commented on the videos and, and, and corrected a few things and posted a whole bunch of links. So if you go back to last week's episode on YouTube, there's a half a dozen links that this uh, Mr. Romero guy from the Vetrix community posted there as comments um on a few things so that was kind of cool um is there any
10: other willy like guys out there that uh, we could bring onto the show?
0: I'm sure there are. I don't know him. I think Ron, all- invi- Ron invited all- Willy, right? Yeah, I I
9: was just, you know, browsing the internet thinking um I want to learn more about the Vetrix, so yeah. I went and looked it up and I saw that he had a uh talk show, and I thought that was really cool to see, and I wondered if it was still on. It wasn't, and then I thought, well, uh, let me find the guy, found who he was, and uh, I friended him, and then he got me friended, and I chatted with him a little bit and said, why don't you come on, and he was, I think he was a little, um, you know, he he didn't really know who I was from anybody, you know, and well, I'm not even familiar with the cocoa. and I said, well, it's okay. You know, we just want to learn about you and what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So come on and just talk for a while. Yeah.
0: And and by the way, Ron too listening back too, I realized, man, you asked a lot of really good questions. Oh, hey, thanks. You were you know, I, you, honestly, actually, you were like I I thought to myself afterwards, you know, I probably
9: shouldn't have been so forward and and kind of pushing things and telling you stuff cuz you're the show host and everything and I'm I'm just a guy.
0: No, no, listen, the show show is is about about all of us, you know, and um, um, no, you really did. You asked a lot of really good questions because you obviously had more knowledge on him and what he does and his shows and the machine. So you were, it was almost like you were going off of a script. You just hit all the right questions at the right times and it was perfect. Well, we were chatting
9: on back and forth typing and uh, I said, see, all of the stuff we just talked about, which would be great for you to say on the show. And he goes, Oh, so you know, he didn't think he had anything to really contribute at first. And then, and I said, No, you, this is really cool stuff. Yeah. No, watching videos, um, you know, the stuff you do, um, Steve, uh, whether it's uh, the games you demo and stuff, and uh, you really get to learn stuff if you just pay attention and watch. Same thing with the Vetrix. I just went and watched a couple of videos, and you learned a lot about how everything works, you know, it's a
0: good thing. Yeah, that's neat. Very, very cool. Um, I have a whole bunch of, um, of and, and at any time during the show, if you guys want to chime in on my whole reflection of stuff, just, you know, introspective, reflective type stuff, feel free to. Um, but let me switch over to my little news uh, infographic thing here and uh, just wait for that to show up and we'll start off with a little uh, Curtis Boyle music here. Let's do track three. That's right. It's time for news, a.k.a. if you're too lazy to read Facebook, we'll spoon feed it to you. Um, And um, so all kinds of stuff going on Facebook this week. I've got 4,500 tabs open in my browser to quickly flip through. So there's a group out there that's called All Things Tandy and Radio Shack. And what do you think that group was really talking about? I'm not sure. I wish the title was more descriptive, right? So... However, one of the things they just posted was they just hit 1,000 members. So there's 1,000 people out there or more. Um, yeah, 1,010. So there's 1,010 people in this group that's called All Things Tandy and Radio Shack. And I posted today since we were talking about Tandy Assembly. I don't spam their group too often, but I did post it today since I thought it was relevant. Um and so, yeah, they got people who are posting pictures of Tandy things and Radio Shack things and stuff like that, pictures of their radios and CBs. And so it's kind of like Ron's group, Show Us Your Tandies right? So this is people showing us all their different stuff. So it's kind of neat. And the fact they've reached 1,000 members, I thought that was pretty cool. So you might want to check that out on Facebook if you're on the Facebook and you know you're not worried about your privacy being invaded and all that kind of stuff and Russian hackers and everything else check out uh become you right now you have the opportunity to become member one thousand uh and 11. <laughs> this one goes to 11. all right what an so, honor what an honor right so um so this one came from our very own ron delvo right so ron basically said hey guys i put a freaking cryogenic freezer blaster on top of my cocoa. (laughs) What was going on here, Ron? Uh, A bit of fake news.
9: uh, (laughs) Which I had said uh, later on my uh, site there. Well, I watched a video of a guy uh, that's called Bearded Something. And um, I thought, oh, he's got a beard and he's in the computers. It couldn't be too bad. But he's... uh, (laughs) He's got six gigahertz on a machine using the, you know, they're pouring liquid nitrogen or whatever it is into that cylinder with, on their processor. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, I'll just steal this little part here and put it up and say I got my Cocoa hooked up to it, you know. And uh, at one point seven eight gigahertz on my Cocoa, and <laughs> then the people are chiming in to support chips won't work with it. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff they're saying. But I thought it was, you know, oh,
4: what well, the you know the real giveaway that this was a photo of not a Coco is the fact that it says Dell on the monitor.
9: No. Well, you know, if you were um, putting your Coco up, you know, onto that you know a system, you'd want a PC to monitor the speed of it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. So that's your monitoring system. Yeah.
1: The ironic okay. thing is, you yeah. actually can speed up your Coco if you replace the clock crystal. Bill and I did that at work.
3: Explain. <laughs> <It's late. laughs>
1: And we did uh, have to add a fan because it was running pretty warm.
3: Yeah,
0: and so I, I need help. I've got a sixty-three hundred nine in my Coco Three <laughs> on my bench, and a Cryo a Cryo cooler on it, and all I can eke out is one point seven eight gigahertz. Where can I pick up more speed? <laughs> you
9: have
1: to switch anyway. to liquid helium for that.
0: Well,
9: someone asked me if uh, what kind of thermal glue I'm using on it. <laughs> So i went
3: and found some
0: and, it, and they go oh oh okay. apparently that's that's the missing piece of the puzzle right there the yeah. thermal paste right so they, they yeah.
9: said well that's not the problem then
0: <laughs> <laughs> bone fast wow so that was, i thought that was funny ron yeah. so yeah every now and then ron when he takes time out of his busy schedule will post a thing yeah. on facebook maybe one picture yeah. every couple of weeks uh, ron gets around to it yeah. so Cool stuff, cool stuff. So here, here's our very own Brian Weasler. Brian says, hey, man, uh, uh, what to listen to? I've got a three-hour drive today to Des Moines, and um, I could listen to the radio, but instead I'm catching up on past episodes of Coco Talk. So I thought that was kind of cool. Brian, thanks for doing that. Thanks for, uh, I think, thank you, or maybe seek help. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, Stevie. Uh, yeah.
7: Uh, Jim was wanting to know if you want him to talk about his uh, audio pass-through for the, uh, uh, through the uh, cartridge that we talked about last
0: week. Yes, I definitely do, but I would say what would really enhance the experience, if he could do like the whole Benny Hill thing and keep smacking you on the top of the head while he does it, that would be awesome.
7: Shut up, Stevie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the giant foot element, Monty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All get him right. on. Get All right, we'll tro- I'll
7: have Jim join Zoom here in a, little, in a few minutes. Then All right, can, and we'll be can, sure to troll him.
0: And to, okay, hey, cool. uh, you guys in the live chat, get ready to troll Jim Brain, okay? So, um, <laughs> um cool stuff. So, yeah, so Brian says, uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to some Coco uh, talk. Hey, look. Paul Barton's putting up the Cocozilla. Cocozilla. Whoa, there goes Tokyo. Everybody, Cocozilla. All right, look at that thing. Ooh. Uh, cool stuff. So thanks, Brian, for for wasting three hours. That's three hours you can never get back now. So, um, <laughs> I'm and, all caught up. And it says what else? So then uh, Bruce uh, John Linville says, don't forget we got a monthly podcast. Uh, Bruce Morris says, you we also got Coco Forever. So if you guys are looking for things to binge, there are things, right? There's 41 episodes of Cocoa Crew. There's 80 some odd episodes of Coco Talk. There's 10 episodes of Coco Forever. So we got that out there. This was the article that Carl Daugherty, Daugherty, I'm going to screw up his name. Hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, Carl, if I get your name wrong, send us feedback (laughs) and (laughs) yeah. So um, Carl Daugherty, Daugherty, whatever, Carl D, how about that? Um, So he was mentioning the episode that Mark Overholzer was talking about the flash air. So I'm glad that hopefully that worked and... um, I think we were talking about it in Discord the other night too. And, uh, oh, Retro Innovation says getting on. Okay. So, um, yes. So I'm just, I'm grateful that we were able to, to be a resource and that it helped. And, and then he was kind enough to share that. So, so thank you, Carl. Um,
13: thank you. Yes, you're too kind. And thank you.
0: Now, this one I thought was right up David Ladd's alley. Um, and I think go for a retro here, so we may have to put this on hold. Yeah, go. So, Dave, so this is Todd Wallace, and he says he's been designing a basic tool that lets you read and eventually copy and write to and from OS9 disks from RS DOS. So, I thought the Lord of the Floppy would really enjoy hearing about that. But we're gonna have to wait and hear David's reaction here for just a bit because we've got uh, something. More important right now, we've got Jim Brain from Retro Innovations with us on the program, and he's an important guy, so we need to respect his time. Uh, Jim, how are you?
12: Doing fine. and That's cute. You're trolling well today. (laughs) (laughs) A plus on trolling.
0: Hey. (laughs) I've had a great role model. so. (laughs) So you posted some pictures in Discord. Should I try to pull those up? Would that be Uh, a benefit?
12: Yeah, I think that'd be easier than trying to get, because I'm on my phone, so I don't know how to do the pictures on the phone, so I'll let you do that.
0: And was that in lobby or news?
12: It was in, um, let me see, it was in news topic suggestions was the place. Yeah, I found
0: it. it. it.
12: So this was, I think, last week, I don't know if Nick is on or not, but I heard you guys talking about the idea of putting up a board um, underneath the Coco that had audio capabilities on it. So I just kind of dummied up a small board. I think I just got, a. I mean, it's, it's not all laid out yet, but that's kind of the way it looks. So on the bottom of the board would be what would plug in to the Co or to the MPI. And then the top, <clears throat> you would solder a an inline connector on so that the Coco STC would plug into it. And then of course, sound hardware on the right hand side Um, some power supply functionality and whatnot on the left. And then, of course, a CPLD there in the kind of middle. And so essentially the board would be a pass-through. So the COCO SDC would function as it did previously. But then by putting the COCO SDC and this particular unit in a new case, which was just a little bit longer than the COCO SDC, um, you should be able to accomplish what you guys were talking about last week, which is have a COCO SDC that's a single unit but also includes sound capability.
0: Yeah. Which is yeah. like a holy grail item, honestly.
1: And, um, and you and Ed were talking about uh, you know possibilities of which chips to use and stuff too. Yeah, right?
0: and and that was the that was that was the neat number one the the, the the turnaround time where you already had this design that you just threw up there saying hey here's a here's something. But the other thing that was really cool was that Ed Snyder saw this and was very supportive of the idea because Ed could look at this as a uh, you know a threat to his domain. Hey, I'm trying to sell multipacks of sound chips. You're now gonna you know, cut into that. But Ed not only supported this, but he's like, listen, uh, I recommend instead of chip XYZ, let's try, you know, chip WPR and uh, because it's got a better chip. And, you know, I I have an idea. If you want me to print a case, I can maybe make a longer case and sell this with new Cocoa SDCs and all-in-one case. And so Ed Snyder was overwhelmingly supportive of this, which I think speaks volumes of of him. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um. Uh, so this could be uh, a thing that might be of uh, of some some benefit to us. I know, and, and I think, and I think I can speak for me. I would want one. I'm not sure right. who else would. So I would. Nick Morenti's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and cool. the what? nice thing about
1: this, if you guys do this kind of in collaboration, there is that both versions, whether you get the new multi pack that has the same sound chip or this adapter, if you've got the older SDC or whatever, you can go either route and have compatibility between the two
12: that's true that is true
1: so you're
3: looking at using the same sound chip
12: well i think one of the things that um steve is talking about is so i i posted a note in the Cocoa talk discord channel saying hey is this what you guys were thinking about um ed sent a note back in and saying um yeah it's it's um it's really exciting um i would though recommend that you uh take a hard look at the sound chip that's you know that I'm planning to put in the four-port MPI. It's it's called the YMF262. 260, I think is the chip. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the YMF262. It's a Yamaha chip. It's the um, it's kind of a, it's an opn 3 um, chip for those of you people for who know what that stands for. Um, anyway, it's the two chips that I put in the in the um, uh, the board that you saw in the screen share there. <coughs> um, the one is the SN76489, which is the chip that uh, John Linville is using in his Game Master cartridge, and the other one is the YM2413 NIC, which you and I had talked about. Um, yeah. I really chose both of those chips because they're um, they're they're pretty small, um, and so that was you know the whole idea of this kind of extender is it needs to be not that long because if it gets nah. to be too big, then then you end up with a Coco SDC cartridge that's that's you know the size of an old RS two thirty two pack or, or whatever, and so <clears throat> I wanted it to be relatively small. And um, those were two chips that I already had um, footprints for, and so I just threw them in there. But but Ed had said that he he really thought it'd be nice to consider the YMF two sixty two, which which arguably is a it's a it's a really cool um, sound generation unit, and it's surface mount, so it's really small. Um, And as Curtis indicates, it's the same chips that that Ed is using on the mega mini MPI or mega MPI. I forget what you call it. Anyway, so uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I told, uh, so the back and forth that's happened, kind of the collaboration that's happened over the week is um, I sent a note to Ed saying, you know, I'd be interested in doing that. But um, I don't have very much familiarity with that chip. And I know he's, I know he's, uh, he's got more familiarity with it because he's, using it for his mega MPI. And so I said, well, you know, if I can get like a reference schematic or something like that for it, I can probably, you know, draw it in to this design. But I think if that's successful, then, you know, you would have that kind of, um, the kind of uh, audio support there that would be common between those two units. Yeah. Um, The question then is whether you, you know, continue to use the, whether you continue to leave the SN7649 and the YM2413 there or not. I don't know yet. I, I just thought I'd lay it out a little bit so that folks could see what was possible and then see if there's enough interest to move forward.
4: Uh, Jim, Sorry, can I, got, I got one question for you so real fast. Is there a way to have some sort of audio connection off this board so that they could plug it in to something other than coming off the uh, cocoa audio line?
12: Yeah, there, the is, there is um, a capability so one of those the challenge with the board is that it would sit. That the board is an inch and a half long, and so right. the any connector that would be present on the board that would be hard, you know, kind of hard connected to the board itself, um, would not extend out past the top of an MPI or out past the side of the Coco Three itself. However, <clears throat> if we put like a uh, a, um, a header, set of header pins on there, and we um, we go ahead and and put a, a new case together, then you could put a, uh, a connector on the case itself, you know, like right. a, like a headphone jack or whatever, you could screw one into the case itself and then just plug it into the header. It's probably not as clean as a, on the board connector, but it would still be possible. And obviously since you'd be, since you'd be constructing or selling new cases that would enclose this particular unit, then it, it would look completely professional from the outside. It would just have a connector and you would plug in a, um, a, a set of stereo, PC stereo speakers or whatever.
4: Yeah, the reason why I bring it up is with Ed's multi-pack, he's got the audio out connector, which is easy for him to do because it's a multi-pack. But the thing is you can then mix the the audio output of a Coco with the, with the uh, sound chips mm-hmm. and have the advantage of doing a 6-bit DAC simultaneously with the uh, sound chips.
1: Yep. And yeah, definitely not, uh, and plus it supports stereo, does it not? So you could actually have stereo?
12: Depending on which chip you use. So 7649 right. to do stereo would require two chips, but though I think the the YMF two sixty two is actually a quad. Um, it actually has four channels.
1: <clears throat> Surround sound.
12: Cool. Yeah, right. Um, I think in Ed's solution he's taking two he's taking two channels and mixing them down into one. Um, so he has just stereo at the end, but, right. but definitely a stereo kick. Nick, Nick, I think Nick, you were going to say something that cut you off.
3: Oh, and I was just saying that I, I definitely would be interested in the ability to mix the six-bit DAC and the sound chip. Mhm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, because we can get beautiful music playing during the game, and then we still use the yeah. six-bit DAC for those explosions and fire yeah. shots and like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that should make backwards portability too. It's Like, if you want to make a game that supports it but also runs without one, you can just you know cancel the background music and have the regular digitized sound effects from the six-bit DAC. And then if you have one of these, you can or you know, either <coughs> one, of them, then you can actually kick in the you know stereo you know soundtrack at the background. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. So Jim, would you be copying the sound circuit in uh, Ed's multipack, essentially so it's identical um, mapping? So it's a totally compatible with mm. Uh, with the uh, multipack as well?
12: Well, it can be. I mean, the idea is that CPLD can map the sound chip anywhere that you want it to be mapped in at. Um, I'm not exactly sure where Ed's uh, sound is, is mapped in in his mega MPI, um, but <clears throat> since Ed is, you know, his perspective area said, you know, Jim, yes, I can help with the output portion if you want to collaborate a little on this one. I'll see if I can get something drawn up later today. I'm assuming that he would he would have a uh, vested interest in making sure that this hardware had the same um, uh, IO register yeah, layout yeah. as the yeah. Mega MPI. Yeah, yeah, that makes
0: the most sense because then you only have to you don't have to develop now for a fourth sound solution.
5: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
12: Now, uh- I I would say that, you know, at some point, you know, Ed has the designs for the Coco SDC, and I think you know, this is probably, this This is a great kind of V1 solution for folks who already own a Cocoa SDC, but I have a feeling that when Ed does his next board run of Cocoa SDCs, he may want to, it, it's it's probably a cheaper route to go ahead and incorporate this kind of capability directly onto the Cocoa SDC itself. But I think he's waiting on that until he sees some um, pickup of an usage of this, you know, kind of this extended uh, audio capability that's in line with the Cocoa S D C. Once somebody comes up with a game or some software that takes advantage of it and creates right. a demand, then it probably makes sense to incorporate that all just in the regular S D C uh, board itself.
4: Well I mean Nick and I are we're we're waiting for the hardware <clears throat> to develop for. So Right, that's, right. That's our problem.
12: Yep. Well this would be an easy way of having you know it's chicken and egg problem. So yep. so it'd be nice to you know, do this kind of board, and then you'd get it out there. People could slip it on to their existing Cocoa SDC, regardless of whether they have an MPI or not, and they could use it. And then, obviously, when the demand supports it, then then Ed could potentially change the way the SDC is built to just incorporate this on the SDC board itself.
0: Yeah, I think I've already shared my opinion. If anybody who doesn't agree with putting a sound chip on a Cocoa SDC last week, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the fact that this
1: actually gives it both. I mean, if somebody you know can't afford a, a full blown version two SD with the sound chip incorporated, this I'm assuming would be a fair bit cheaper, mm-hmm. and they don't need a multi pack or anything else. They just plug it in, so it it gives us options.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and seven hundred. With 700 um, SDCs already sold, I mean, how many how many of those are going to actually buy another one just to get the sound? I, it, I guarantee
0: I, you 100 people would easily. Uh,
3: I'm just wondering if it, it is better to have this uh, adapter instead because yeah, you know, a lot of people bought two of the cartridges, so they could easily just, if there's another case to go with it, they can just take the case out of their existing uh, SDC um, plug it in and have the wide uh, the little adapter in there, and bang, there they've got the uh, upgraded SDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So Jim, if you're talking about putting a header on this thing too, it'd be easy to run that through the inside of the Coco too, right? and Just put a headphone jack in the back of your Coco, for example, or in the bottom where you can't see it. Um,
12: yeah, it would. You can put them. I mean, you could put it anywhere, right? It's, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not not required to have it be in the cartridge case.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. I think it does make the most sense if it be if it became like hardware compatible to to Ed's mega MPI where it's literally the same chip and the same address lines. Mm-hmm. Where, where you write you can you're writing for any solution. So it'd be you could write for this, you could write for the MPI, you could write for the new S D C two You know, and they're all they're all hardware compatible. That I think that would solve some of the fragmentation concerns. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, totally agree yeah well thanks for throwing that together for us and we definitely look forward to seeing where this goes and and i'm, I'm interested in buying it anyway as a pass-through or as a full-fledged card or both okay. you know? but not you know. as an
1: mpi though right that's what you said last week
0: yeah because i just you know it's the space i got not and, and, and i was listening to that i go yeah you know what sometimes i'm an asshole right so um sometimes not all the time but um yeah i yes and i don't want to i don't want to poo-poo on ed's projects he makes good stuff and i certainly don't want to do anything to hurt sales and i I doubt i've got that much power but um uh, not to say his product is not a good product it's just not right for my space needs you know and but that's that's the nice thing is that we've got so many options you know
1: and as long Um, as they're compatible people like david or myself probably would want the mpi version because we have other stuff we want to plug into um rather than just the sdc and sound
2: Right, and, right. But right. this
1: also gives you, for people that have restricted desk space, like you or even Nick, for that matter. That uh, you can you can do it either way. Yeah. And whether yeah. you want to upgrade to a brand new SDC on the Rev2 version, or if you just want to just slap it in and adapt your existing one for cheaper. Right. You know, having all three solutions is awesome.
0: Right. So if 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 for example if if I could buy this with just an extended case and use my existing SDC, that's probably going to be cheaper. Right. Because I'm not having to pay for the whole SDC all over again. Right. So if Ed's going to make a extended all in one 3D case that accommodates both cards into one plastic shell, um, I would want to buy the the board and the uh, and the better case. Right. So it's all.
3: That's my preference.
0: Yeah. So I, I just think it's really neat that it, this whole collaboration thing just kind of happened and and everything else, you know, so. That's cool. a Cocoa
11: community.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know. Somewhere along the line, some somebody threw out the word, or they don't like people saying the word "programming gods" or whatever. So apparently, somebody has said that, and it's it's annoyed somebody. But I think a better word to use, what comes with both hardware and software, is we've got a bunch of rock stars, you know, in our community. We got guys who know their stuff, and you know, are superpowers. You know, I mean, when you know how to develop hardware, or you know how to write, you know, commercial quality software. That's a superpower, you know, and we've got a lot of people in our community with those superpowers, and I'm glad they've chosen to use those powers for good. <laughs> what, you're, what you're saying is we have the A-team. The A-team, yeah, yeah. I love it when a plan comes together, right? So um, uh, that's cool stuff. Is that, is that, a, is that a pretty good um, introduction to it now, Jim, or is there anything else we need to throw out there?
12: No, I think that's fine. I just wanted—I to, I know there's <clears throat> folks were mentioning today that it was some, a little bit confusing as to how you would use this unit in conjunction with the Coco SDC. So, right, just wanted to make sure that people understand how the how the two would work together.
1: And, right. and uh, just to ask Jim too. I mean, basically, since this is a pass-through connector, it does—you you don't even have to have an SDC, do you? If you just had a standard floppy controller, you could plug it into that, still use it, right?
12: correct correct it's in fact you could plug it into anything i mean it's just uh, you could
0: just plug it in by itself with you can plug else. it in
12: by itself that's right and you, code you, you directly
0: to it that's right <laughs> yeah so <laughs> somebody yeah. <just laughs>
1: bought a coco 2 on ebay or something or coco 3 on ebay and, and just bought this little card i mean they could literally be running the software that uses the sound chip itself and not even need <clears> this <throat> well that's i would right. highly recommend
0: one obviously yep indeed and that's neat uh cool, 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 cool. Well that's just again to show it shows how the community in action. Um this kind of comes together. Uh good stuff. So David Ladd, are you with us now? Are you chiming in? Are you awake? Is this thing uh, on? I've Hello. been here. All right. So so David, I, I, I thought you might be interested in this one if you hadn't already seen this post from Todd Wallace, but it's all about floppies, David. And um Todd says that he is working on a tool that will let you read and write to OS nine Floppies from RS DOS. How does that make you feel, David?
2: Oh, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow.
2: <laughs> Is that
0: the end of the show? <laughs> that
2: was, it was
1: almost orgasmic. That's all I.
0: That uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was creepy, David, lad, for a change, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Stevie.
1: I can give you some more if you like. Uh, well, now let's
0: put <laughs> the yep, brakes on that. The end of the talk. Yeah. <laughs> I believe we beat that one to death. <laughs> um,
13: I don't know if you want to go that far.
0: All right. Well, Todd Wallace is working on a project, and I think that's cool. I, I like to see it. sounds like this is a Cocoa project. I'm not saying it's a Cocoa project, but it looks like it's a Cocoa project. So there you go. Good job. Well,
6: I'm definitely glad that uh, Jim and
1: Ed. Um, are collaborating on on that adapter because that's probably going to be one of the next most useful add-ons compared to the MPI with the sound
6: chip and serial ports built in. Um, Yeah. I want
8: also Jim's 8-slot MPI and that adapter would allow me to also have sound on it and have all of my
6: peripherals
0: yeah. Now, could you plug in Ed Snyder's Mega MPI into Jim Brain's eight slot MPI and then add this sound chip and then still add more peripherals?
3: Interracial hardware.
2: <laughs> so. It just depends on how you put it in the slot. All right.
0: So, very gently. Uh, <laughs> very gently. All right. So, Todd Wallace, keep up the good work. Let us know how that project is progressing. David Ladd's already got some creepy voice excitement going on for it, so that's good stuff. Now, I thought this one was cool, too, because we've been talking about the William Barden book, and so David O'Connor had posted um, It's getting back into the Coco community, was digging through some stuff, and came across some ancient relics, right? Some ancient manuscripts from the past. This is an archaeological find here, right? So the old William Barden book, and the TRS-80 Color Computer Technical Reference Manual, right? This, so, this
1: was found in the Great Pyramids of Giza, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: right next to the, <laughs> right next to the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? So, yeah. uh, and uh, so that's very cool. Mm-hmm. So I love it when people find their original stuff. I don't have any of my original stuff, so that's cool. Yeah, that Martin
10: book there, there was three of them on eBay, and once we talked about it here a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. they, all,
0: they all three disappeared within a couple days. Yeah, maybe we're driving <laughs> up prices here, right? So um, so I'm not familiar, sure how many of you are familiar with Luciano and in um, the Brazilian community, but here he is showing off some of the Brazilian cocoa clones, and we have also seen uh, our friend Diego who owns 100% stake in all of the switcheroos sold to the country of Uruguay. Um, but Diego has got at least one different Cocoa clone, and these are kind of cool. Um, so it was kind of cool to see these pictures. And, and in Brazil, they've got their own kind of Cocoa clone fest, right? Uh, it's like, like our Cocoa fest that they do once a year. The only difference is they have like women in thongs dancing and feathers coming out of their backs and stuff. So the Brazilian version of Cocoa clone fest is a little bit better than ours. Um, So let's kind of look at that. We got the Pac-Man transcode going on there. That's a real Coco. Here's some cloned cocos. So good stuff. So um, I thought that was worth sharing because we don't see the the Brazilian clones very often. We hear about them. We don't see them too often, right? And by the way, there will be links to all of these things in the description of this video. You can also go to the Coco Facebook group, which is where I'm stealing everything from. Now here's Nick's neighbor, Chad, who was on earlier, right? So Chad's posting some pictures of these. Anybody have these, these multimedia sound docs? I there, think these things are There was one
9: cool. at the uh, show. Yeah?
0: yeah? There was one on, on the auction or where the guy was selling in his uh, truckload of Tandy? It was above a uh, monitor on a Tandy 1000. Yeah. I wonder how good these speakers actually were, you know, because they, they probably didn't have a subwoofer or a really good low end or anything, right? They did have best. a subwoofer. Oh, they did?
2: I, think, I believe yeah. the bottom one was right? Yeah yes
0: oh this one has an equalizer and everything huh yeah
2: it, it actually
7: yeah. sounded pretty good
0: yeah and it was designed to kind of go right underneath your monitor right so it was kind of like between like on top of your tandy and you put your monitor on top of that so it was like a monitor stand and uh you look at you had your different volume knobs your your bass, your treble uh all that it, kind of stuff so
9: it would have been perfect if they would have added the uh, functionality of a you
0: know switcher a Oh yeah, like a power switching thing. Yeah, yeah. In addition to that, that yeah, yeah. So I thought that was cool. These are neat little things. Um, uh, I I guess if I if I got one at an auction relatively inexpensively, I I would probably pay. I don't know that I would spend like a lot of money and shipping on eBay and stuff to get one. But if I found a deal on an auction, it would would definitely be nice to have. Um, They're forty and up on uh, eBay.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. they're, They're pretty expensive.
0: Yeah, a little too rich for my blood. I don't have David Ladd money, you know. So. Um, mm-hmm. Now this one is from John Lowry, who is going to be, um, uh, who is going to be at Tandy Assembly and um, is actually was in our chat earlier. So John posted this video um, of showing off some Space Invaders using the Get and Put command, and I thought this was really cool. Anybody else catch this? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, just this yeah. is kind of neat. I mean, these look like the actual literal images, the bitmap characters from the real game, and um, I guess he's just using get and put for the two different animation cells of the aliens, and um, putting them back and forth. I think he was discussing how he's doing as he's doing page flipping and PCLS and things like that. So, you know, um, it's kind of a neat little project. It's kind of like what I when I started with Cosmic Aliens, it was just more like of a proof of concept. Can I get and put things? Can I put them on the screen? Can I move them? You know, and then from there, it just kind of evolved into a game, so... Uh it'd be interesting to see where this goes, but it looks really cool. I mean this this looks like the real Space Invaders, you know. And this would be something that would be kind of cool to do on um on like the Coco um Coco VGA where you could turn in your text characters to look like that and you could just print them on the screen and um never have to worry about getting and putting or clearing the screen or stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. I love seeing things like this, so um, anybody have anything to chime in on that? what you saw your thoughts, reactions, anything like that?
9: Well, John just chimed in on live chat.
0: <laughs> oh okay. I hand converted from a zoomed in sprite sheet and stored the data and in, into data statements using zeros and ones uh okay, there you go, All right, so just like looked at a, like a graph paper of it and then. Turn that into pokes and poked it into the screen, huh? Wow. Okay. Okay, so you use P set and that could, could could have possibly poked them too, but yeah, that would require some binary <clears throat> conversions. You'd have to merge stuff. the bits together Convert yeah, convert to bits and stuff. But yeah. Neat. Neat. No, I did we- you give a suggestion to him. I don't know if he's had a chance
1: to try it yet, but I was going through the DIS basic unravel or sorry, extended basic unraveled book and there's um for the PCLS command there's a couple of memory locations. That's sort of the start and the end of the screen because, of course, with different P modes and which page you're on, you, it yeah. moves around. But you can actually modify that so it's not on those big 512 byte chunks. So you can actually change PCLS just to cover, say, where the aliens are, yeah. which would speed up the routine. So I, I suggest you might give that a shot and see if it uh, made any difference on the speed.
3: Yeah. The other, the other thing you could probably do since he's getting pudding – uh, as he's got it there in that demo, Getting and putting. when you uh, just say he's doing the game, when you shoot an invader and hit one, being able to just L-poke directly to the uh, Get Put buffers to to erase that respective alien, so that way your game keeps getting and putting as per normal, but the aliens would start disappearing because you've erased it from the uh, copy that's stored in the Get Put um, area. Would that work though? Because space invaders, you wanted to speed up as the
1: aliens die, so you don't want to. Yeah, keep and
0: them? The, yeah, I think I think right now it's a kind of an animation test. This is great, but if you wanted to turn it into a game, you'd almost need to get and put every individual alien because. Oh, he's the, doing
3: every individual one. I th- I thought he's doing the whole lot in one big chunk there. He is.
0: He right now he is. I think. Yeah, he's that's paid, what I he's mean. Paid. He's yeah. putting the whole thing. But yeah. Um, well, listen, it's his project, so we'll see where he's going to go with it. But yeah, if uh, um. Um, yeah, there's different, there's different ways, there's different ways to do that. So, but I thought that was neat. We got, there's going to be a bunch of stuff here that I'll be showing you guys on people's software projects. Software projects are happening, which I think we're all happy about. Um, feel free to chime in on these when you see them. Here's uh, a two for one from Hugo Dufour. Uh, our friend in uh, what is it, uh, the Montreal, or Quebec? One of those places. Yeah, Quebec. One, yeah. one of those places where it's kind of like Canada, but they don't really speak English or something. Um, <laughs> so Hugo has been working on this project for a while. Hugo has been showing us pictures of his tiles and his things. So now we're seeing a couple of um, animation tests, and and so here's one where we can see the animation, uh, where you have the character walking against the tiled. Background and the animation looks pretty smooth, right? This is not just your two your two frame animation where you got left leg forward, right right leg forward. There's there's some intermediary ones here, so it's got some more fluidish animation. And it's why does Facebook want to play some random crap for me when video is about ready to end? Yeah, well, screw you, Facebook. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of neat, and that was that was the first of two we got from Hugo. So it was showing a few ones. I don't remember which ones newer or which one's older, but he showed some earlier stuff, too, where he was showing all of his tiles and all of his sprites. You remember, like, the big fish, the big monster fish he had, and how he had these worlds that looked very kind of fantasy-inspired, and he created all these screens, and everybody was looking at the graphics saying, man, this looks like an Amiga game. This doesn't look like a Cocoa game. You know, so whatever he's doing, he's really pushing those pixels to the limit on uh, kind of sc- set design here. Yeah, um, and this
1: demo here, he even mentioned, like, he's got to greatly slow it down. I mean, it's definitely not running at you know, maximum speed or anything, but yeah, I think he slowed it down enough so you
0: could see what the different animation frames look like.
2: The uh, yeah. video capture software was really making it jitter, and so it wasn't looking very good.
0: Okay, mm. and so here's another one. This one looks like a little bit faster, and actually looks like this one looks a little jumpy, right? Um, yeah. But you can see it's, it's very smooth, and obviously he's figured out the, the clear masking where the sprite is not erasing the background, which is one of the things that Steve was talking about where you want to mask off the, uh, the spot behind you. So he's got the masking and probably double buffering, maybe triple buffering. Who knows? Quadruple buffering. You never know. Can't seem to get enough buffering these days. Um, our good friend Davey Mitchell, our good friend across the pond, he's just cranking stuff out. He's becoming like uh, Jim Gary Jr. So he's <laughs> he's cranking stuff out, and, and for the MC10, no less. And um, so this looks like a little program he came up with that's called uh, Llama Racing. Right? And so it's on GitHub, and again, these these will run on the Coco One. These will run on uh, MC10. It's using your semi graphics modes, and it's almost like I guess you're gonna place your bets, decide who you want to have win, and let the see what may the best llama win, right? So I like seeing these things. To me, honestly, and again, it's for whatever reason, Davey Mitchell is the one who made the spark go off in my head. But Jim Gary's been doing this for like 400 years now. But for whatever reason now, now me seeing these screens. It's really kind of inspiring me to want to make a game like this in this vein. It's a real low-res, just kind of fun, um, this cool little project like this. So I like seeing these screens. They're giving me a lot of food for thought on stuff. Yeah,
1: it, it, it kind of reminds me of, of going back when I originally got the Coco for about a year. I only had 4K, and this is all the type of stuff I would have written at the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, mine was uh, just mine was 16, but I didn't have um, extended basic, so I was also limited to a lot of stuff like this. I did a lot of the snake games, you know, the the Tron slash Snafu type stuff where you just kept setting your pixel and trying not to crash into your tail. I did a lot of silly little games like that, you know. So, uh, but these are neat. Um, this reminds me of what you know Jim Gary's doing. Diego did one recently with the hippo, where you're trying to pull the crap out of the hippo's teeth and stuff like that. So. Neat stuff, and, and if you actually print this stuff using print at and using, you know, turning these into strings, you can throw this stuff on the screen in basic very quickly and get yeah. some simpler animation. Not, not quite as good as the animation that we just saw Hugo DeFort do, because you've got a lot less pixels. And Davey Mitchell is also reminding us this was done in 10 lines of code. So uh, that's pretty impressive, right there, right? So. Um,
1: one one thing I'd like to see is like Alan Huffman had a four K programming contest a couple of years back, and I know like I entered one of my old games I wrote back in eighty one, and I think Nick put it in a little Space Invaders and uh-huh. and I'd like to see him actually release all those because it'd be all along this line too, and it'd be interesting to see whatever he came up with back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so good job, Davey. Keep 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 the hits coming. Keep us inspired to give Jim Gary a run for his money because you know what. Um, now this was it this this feeds right into what you just said here Curtis because I I I caught this one and I thought this might be fun for us to do here on the show maybe. But he says I saw a YouTube video about a 30-day challenge. It was to make a game on the C64 written entirely ba- in basic no assembly whatsoever. So I thought what about the Coco? Would that be a challenge this group would like, right? Rob Inman says no llamas were harmed in the making of that game, right? So, um, so how about the thirty-day challenge? Even if it's not four K, but just crank out a game in pure basic in thirty days, kind of like our retro challenge. You know, this is this is basically what retro challenge has been, right? So, but Coco challenge, right? 30 days to crank out a game, and, and that and maybe when I can focus on it, because I want to do my Phase 2 of Cosmic Aliens, maybe I'll make that part of that 30-day challenge where my new text-only edition of Cosmic Aliens will do that. So who, who else would want to do this? Who would be in on this? I don't know if maybe Ken Reichert might want to do it, because he's coded a few things. I'm not sure who else here on the panel might want to crack open the basic and, and crank something out in 30 days. Anyone? <laughs>
1: If I had time, I might, but i got too many other projects already.
0: So. You sound like oh, a broken freaking record, Curtis. We know you don't have I time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I accept bribes, though, to speed it yeah.
0: up. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I would be interested in that. Maybe get a few people together and um, do something. Um, in the spirit, good-natured competition, because you know, competition can bring out the best and the worst. Rob um, <laughs> probably says, 30 days to crank out a game in basic 09. Uh, <laughs> that might be interesting to see what could be done. So that was Kevin Orbaker, who posed that question. Uh, I like the question. I'm going to like the post. And I don't know if we want to um, maybe consider doing this at some point in time. We'll start the clock. Like maybe we say, uh, Ken Riker just jumped in and said, sure. So maybe we start the clock, uh, I don't know, maybe December 1st. And so we got, and that actually gives us 31 days, or the winner's announced on New Year's Eve or something like that. Um, we start the clock, and I don't know who's going to judge. Maybe we'll let David Ladd judge. Um, the winner gets a free lap dance from David Ladd, um, something like that. So, uh, it's, interesting. On. it's one from Grant. <laughs> but you got guys like Davey Mitchell and and, uh, and Jim Gary who, you know, if you're going to try to compete with the quality of what they can do, we're not going to be able to do that. But in the nature of fun and creating something for the cocoa, I think I think it's all good, right? Now, I think like another idea along that
1: line that might be a good idea is to actually at the next Cocoa Fest is have one, say,
0: Saturday. What can you program that one day? Yeah, one day programming challenge, right? Have Jim Gary being the, uh, the judge. Be the judge, yeah yeah. Be good, yeah. yeah, Jim Gary be the judge, right? Uh, and he would have no um bias towards an MC10 only version of any games or anything like that. He'd be completely fair and balanced. Is <laughs> this only thing would be a, compl-
1: a bit of a complaint it's taking you a
0: whole 30 days to do this. I do about 5 these. <laughs> uh, um so Paul Thayer, for those of you not aware, Paul Thayer, creator of Timberman starring Ron Delvo, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Paul Thayer's got a handful of projects he's working on, right? Uh one of them was a game that was called uh What was the one that was like the Duke Nukem type game? I forgot what it was called, but it'll come to me. Um, But this is not it. So he's also working on his own uh, clone of Downland called Downland 2. So his own um, spiritual successor or, or sequel, I guess, is the word we're looking for. right? So the official, unofficial sequel to Downland, Paul Thayer's Downland 2, and what we're looking at here was just a mock-up where he's taking some of his tiles and some of his things and he recreated the first screen from the original downland and you know the thing about downland and and the thing about that what was both interesting about that game was how limited it was, um, how minimal it was. It was almost like a vector game with a couple of sprites thrown in, if you think about it. The caves were literally just drawn with the lines. You know, they weren't painted in or anything like that. So there was a lot that was open to the imagination. But I think that was also kind of a unique style to that game. And it worked for that game. Um, what we're looking at here is full on rendered foregrounds and backgrounds. Um, in 16 colors and you know, this looks more like an NES style game and you can't complain about how good it looks. But um, seeing this. Yeah. I, yeah. Would I buy this game? Would I want to play this game? Absolutely. But I also look at this and say, you know what? The original downland had a fairly unique thing about it with its somewhat minimal level, you know, yeah. art design.
1: It's also been fun watching Paul, like when he did the original screenshots, his backgrounds of the background of the cave were, you know, brighter colors and a little bit harder to see. So you're yeah. watching the evolutions. people give suggestions, you know, kind of dim the background a bit so it, your yeah. character stand out better. It's, it's fun yeah. watching that yeah. evolution.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now in the live chat, David Lord said, examining the source of the put routines from Unraveled series surprised me at extra code to make code one size fits all. Okay, David Lord is here. Hello, David Lord. Not to be confused with David Ladd, Lord of the Floppies. We've got David Lord, Lad of the Floppies. Um, <laughs> uh, Grant Leedy says, I'm going to go check out the auction. Okay, Grant, thanks for being here. Uh, somebody slap Grant in the back of the head when you get a chance. Um, so now this is cool. This looks really neat. Um, uh, yeah, a lot. Of, well, it had good playability if you had good joysticks that you could get the corners on. If not, uh, a lot of swearing and raging. Uh, would come forth from me anyways. Now here's one with an alternate color palette where instead of it being kind of the teal colors, here's some tan colors. And I think you got a lot of options here. You could do like a brighter gray for the foreground and a darker gray for the background. You know, you could mix and match these things. Maybe even have it, I don't know how many shades of every color you have, but you maybe even have like a lighting effect where if you're in the room too long, the palette's kind of dimmed down and it gets darker and it's kind of harder to see. There there are some things you could do with this. Yeah, Rescue um,
1: Fractalist does that if if you last long enough because basically you're going through a, what is it, a 20-minute cycle of day and night. And yeah. you'll watch like, the sky gradually dim out and then the mountains dim out and then you can't see a darn thing.
4: Uh-huh. Well, the other so, thing is I suggested, too, was, you know, have different colors to represent different sections of the cave. It makes it more visually pleasing and also gives you a little bit more variety.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could theme them, too. Like you could have, say, an underwater part of the cave that's all blues or, or you know, whatever yeah. else.
0: yeah. If you're getting closer to a lava level, use some reds and oranges and, you know, yeah, yeah blues and grays and teals and browns. So, yeah. Yeah. That. And so you could even reuse certain maps, but just by changing the colors, it would give you the sense of being in a different area. Exactly, um, Stevie. And, and yeah. when
4: I was in things like Carlsbad Caverns and a lot of the other stuff that I explored in my youth, loved going spelunking.
3: But, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. The caves were all different colors. It was yeah. all
0: paint on the minerals. Yeah, and here you can see the acid drops falling, those pain in the ass acid drops that would just fall out of nowhere. Is it water or is it acid? I don't know. Whatever it is, it touches me and I die. All right, so <laughs> acid drops falling from the freaking uh, things. But yeah, this is a really nice mock up that he's made here. So, you know, I like great. his boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So good job there, Polly T. And uh, so Neil's at uh, Tandy Assembly now, but he Neil was posting a blowout of uh, cartridges. So we've been talking about cartridges, and uh, I'll just go on record to say I'm a fan of cartridges, and I support cartridges, even though a few people in here, maybe, aren't so crazy about cartridges. However, um, Neil Blanchard was showing off that he's got some, right? So he still had a few. I'm not sure what he's got left now, but he had some bomb threats. He had some flood-its. Um, and he was making those available on Facebook at this point, and they're probably at Tandy assembly, and hopefully he'll sell out but um yeah, I like the idea, whether or not anybody else does, I like the idea uh, number one is it I like to collect it number two, I just like to support somebody who's making stuff, so I'll continue to support the cartridge idea um I think it's cool, and I look forward to more cartridges um so that's cool I think you know I think the challenge becomes um you know neil has these things for sale but i don't know how often he publishes them and I, I know they mention them on the podcast from time to time but i'm not sure people remember that hey these cartridges are out there so you got to kind of remind people sometimes so at least he's doing that you know
1: plus as you get new people in the community i mean yeah if they haven't had a chance to go back and back episodes they may not know about it for quite a while
0: yeah My, it's a great package you know brand new cartridge shrink rack case the whole nine yards it's as good as how Tandy did it back in the day. Well, speaking uh, of somebody that used to do it back in the day of Tandy, I kind of get, when it comes to cartridges, I got the feeling, been there, done that. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about this, but I don't know if we showed it off. But Paul Shoemaker was basically saying, listen, I'm working on my Wizardry clone, and it's called Sorcery, and I guess it's a hybrid of both basic and assembly because he's using assembly for the font routine and stuff. Um, His characters look really good here as you can see here. Um, no artifacting. Oh, there's the sound of the floppy. David, you getting excited? Let's hear creepy David Ladd go, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so here, this is kind of cool watching this. This is kind of Dungeons of Daggerath-esque minus the pixelization of it. You know, it's perfect lines. Um, But just kind of showing how he can render different... uh, Yeah, the fonts came out pretty quick, right? So I think this is hybrid assembly basic, mostly basic with some assembly speed-ups. Yeah, and
1: Wizardry was one of the the two main RPG role-playing game genres back in the early 80s, along with Ultima, and the Ultima series, that style. And then Wizardry was the other main style, and they were kind of competing with each other. Oh, they're fairly different.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this looks really good. I know it's probably still just like kind of a demo slash proof of concept. Uh, kind of FYI, this is what I'm working on. Um, but it looks neat. It shows a lot of promise. And um, I guess as you were scrolling through here from time to time, a bad guy would pop up on the screen, right? And then you would have to deal with it, get into combat yeah. mode, and decide do you want to fight, run, uh, attack. You so know. You've got the
12: knockdown there on this. Oh, for the F it
0: of with F and A. I just got just got Fortnite. All right. So, um now a couple of posts from chet simpson and let's do these in the other any in any the, in the other order let's talk about old before we talk about new you talked about this i think last week right so chet simpson had mentioned hey by the way there is a level editor right and i'm not sure anybody knows how to get to this level editor but it exists and yeah, there's a certain key sequence
1: you have to do to get into it but he never documented it so he's kind of challenging people to figure it out
0: i'm gonna start by saying maybe type out the name Chet. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. So he's showing off uh, some of the levels. Uh, Chet S, right? So um, showing off the fact that we can um, uh, get into a level editor. And then I think a little bit further downer, -er, he showed off a little video just kind of showing off some of the screen. So I think this is kind of, cycles through the screens. Now, what was the time, like okay, in 1991, did this come out before the Gold Runner? Yes. Um, okay, so this was like, about six okay. years before, if I remember. And I mean, but this, for all intents and purposes, this is a spinning image uh, or actually a better looking version of Load Runner than the original Load Runner just because of the color and everything yeah. else. Um, and so here we can see all the different levels here. You see him moving his cursor around and placing blocks, right? The rest of the was
2: severely limited by the Apple II's color set. So
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that is in there, and it is uh, much like those other um, ancient manuscripts that needed to be unearthed. Um, there is going to be a way to figure that out. So you might want to check that out. So so that's one of the posts that Chet and thrown out there this week. And then another one is kind of a discussion from Chet, where he basically says, so Chet's been showing off, he's got a game he's working on, he showed off some animation demos of Super Sack Race, and if you missed it, uh, well, we're not going to, no spoilers here, you're just going to have to find that video and watch it for yourself, but let's just say there's a sack, and it's super, and it races. <laughs> um, however, um, however, he now has basically said, look, I've come to this conclusion where my game is now going to require a 6309 two megabytes of RAM and a sound chip. These are not options, these are mandatories. And he's basically said, it is time for the cocoa to grow up, All right? Well, I'm gonna make a game that's gonna take advantage of the best of the best of the best of what's out there. I'm not asking for your permission. I'm letting you know this is what it's gonna be. And uh, And so he just kind of got into it and kind of, I guess, gets into some of his reasons why he wanted to do it. But it really opened up a lot of discussion And again, we can we all have our own opinions on this area. And some people are like, listen, I'm a purist. I don't believe in opening up my case. I don't want to desolder. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And that's fine. And everybody's welcome to decide how they want to use their machine or not use their machine. But um, I don't think what he's doing here is anything different than what happened with PC gaming, right? So when the original IBM PC gaming, well, we had four colors on the PC for a while. And one and bit then, sound. You know, one bit sound. And then, you know, then EGA came out, and then VGA came out, and then the AdLib, and then the Sound Blaster, and the Disney Sound Source, and the Gravis Ultra and the Roland mt 3 you EIEIO chips, and all these things, right? So as new things became available... Um, People wrote games to take advantage of these and guess what? The software sold the hardware. People bought it. Nobody says, oh, I don't want to spend $99 for a VGA card. They just shut up and they did it. They bought the VGA card, they popped it in and they were able to play Capital Wolfenstein. You know what I mean? So when these things came out, um, the software sold the hardware. Um now in nineteen eighty eight it was probably very expensive to do all of these things to your Coco Three. Nowadays you can upgrade to a sixty three oh nine and the two megabytes with labor included for a hundred dollars, maybe less than a hundred dollars, right? So again Maybe some people, they don't want to. Maybe some people, they can't afford to. And I get it. I'm not here to judge. But I don't think that's a lot of money. And again, I know Nick Nick Morentes, and God bless him, he's still here, right? Bless yeah. his heart, right? So Nick Morentes doesn't want anybody to have to spend any money. But, you know, sometimes I just want to smack him and say, Nick, shut up. People have money. You know, in the United (laughs) States, we're not, like, eating dirt like you do in Australia. We can afford a $30 (laughs) add-on to a cartridge. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) So, I mean, God bless you for wanting to save us money. But I don't think adding $30 or $100, if if your computer is upgraded with all these specs now, you can run everything. You can run ease of use now, right? You've got a sound chip. You've got the six. You've got this memory. Not only can you play new games, but you're now positioned for other things. And the more software pushes us, propels us, and the better the Cocoa platform becomes, guess what? We can now have bigger, better software. My opinion. Yeah, Thoughts? I agree.
1: And then to be honest, the other the other platforms do this too. I mean, Amigas have Power PC upgrades. Um, Commodore mm-hmm. and Apple have the 16 bit 6502 upgrades. I mean, that run at 8, 12, 15 megahertz, whatever it is. So, I mean, everybody else yep. is doing it too. This is hardly unique to us.
9: Yep. Yeah. And actually, to tell you the truth, Chet's the perfect person to do it too, because the guy is very knowledgeable. And well, look what he did with Gold Runner 2000 and all the rest of them.
0: Yeah, and Nick's doing it with the 6309, and Nick's able to do it without, without requiring that. But again, <laughs> the the fact that we have people who are not asking for permission, hey, you know, because you get into this whole feature creep thing. Well, number one, is it okay? Well, I hurt your feelings? How do you feel about this? Will you support me? Will you be my friend? You know what? Sometimes you just got to say, listen, I'm the game guy. I'm making a game. It's going to be a badass game, but it's going to need this. So if you want to play it, you know, put on your big boy pants and buy a freaking chip and shut up, right? Yep, or <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the other so. thing
1: that's different from the old days, too, I mean, if somebody just literally can't afford it, you can run this type of stuff in an emulator. Most of the emulators now support 2Meg and 639, both MAME and, and VCC, especially once VCC gets completely fixed. Yeah. Um, and if they start supporting the sound chip, well, then there you go. You don't have to tear apart your cocoa if you're a purist.
0: Right, right, right. And I respect that. Purist. If you are a purist, I respect being a purist. I also respect... Having financial limitations. I, I understand that. So uh, I'm not sitting here and saying I'm not completely unsensitive to it, but I don't think that these are scenarios that should hold back progress. You know what <laughs> I mean? So this to I me, this probably, is progress.
2: I think probably even the purists have some machines that aren't that in good a shape, you know, visibly. And so, you know, why not do something with them? You know, the first Cocoa one I ever got was a 4K with the badge. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to do anything with this. It's going to stay that way. But I got sure. Another one. It's got 16k. I'll probably bump it up to 32 or
0: 64. You know. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you still have your original, keep keep that because it's nostalgic. Yeah. It's a member of the oh. family. But go on eBay and buy yourself. Uh, you know. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And it depends what your purpose is. I mean, some people get the the old cocos cold and stuff for collecting purposes only, and others yeah. get because they want to use right. it. I'm more in the use it category. I don't collect them for like i don't I, care if I, my case is yellowed i'm not going to retro but it, i really don't care
2: i like both you know i have some i'm going to collect and some that i'm going to mess with you know
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> craig madsen says we're eating dirt for breakfast right now it must be <laughs> breakfast time in australia mm-hmm. <laughs> i just pissed off an entire country by the way sorry about that i'll you yeah, oh, no, <laughs> no no hard feelings realize <laughs> <laughs>
2: largest viewer viewership of uh, that yeah, I know
0: I just lost uh, half hour. I just lost half our audience right there. no, I know I know, I get it. Nick wants to save his customers' money, and I respect that, but I believe you know and Nick's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to add thirty dollars to the price, and I really appreciate that, but to me and to a lot of people, thirty dollars is not a lot of money, especially now when we have these sound chip options that it's a one and done, you know, where you can buy the Nick, pastor sound doing chip oh,
1: to try to keep his audience as wide as possible too and, like, and I get yeah. that,
0: yeah, I get it. I get it, but I like I like pushing limits and pushing the envelope. But it's also and, the
1: chicken and egg thing. If nobody's going to write to support this new
0: hardware, then who's going to buy yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, at some point in time, we got to start blazing trails,
2: right? Nice Stevie, you like to push buttons.
0: I, listen, I do. I already pissed off an entire country. That said they eat dirt. So uh, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> you dirt-eating freaking third-world scumbags. What do you want from me? So... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I,
4: I'm like Nick. It's, you know, we want to keep the cost down so the person yeah. can afford it. And the thing is, I understand Stevie where he loves to have this
1: nostalgia feel. But
4: there is one problem with doing cartridges it does limit the size of the
1: program. Well, you can do MMU hardware mapping and stuff, but then it gets no, more no, expensive no, no, in the no, cartridge. No, no, no.
4: Your source material is limited. Um, for example, Z eighty nine would not fit on a typical cartridge. The disk the the floppy disk gave it much more storage.
1: Yeah, so I mean there have... there are ways around that now because there is like if you, you know, like even if you take like you know Robocop or something like that, which had a hundred and twenty eight K ROM bank switch, you and we've got flash ROMs now that'll good around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's still an extra cost compared to just putting it
0: on a floppy image. Right. Yeah. Or, or SDC or hard drive image, whatever exactly. It might be. Exactly. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm
4: thinking is SDC. And with the SDC, you can be in um, hard drive mode and have even more storage.
0: Yeah. 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 So, absolutely. 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 And by the way, Australia, we love you. We love you. We know you've got more than dirt. You've got the Vegemite. Yeah. Right? You got wallabies. And, and uh,
1: to be honest, it might just be Nick that's eating the dirt. You know, I think. <laughs>
0: <they're> thinking, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Breaking so, news. breaking news. What is it, Ron? Yeah, do, 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 there's do, do, there's
9: do. a ring around Uranus. <laughs> 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 is there is anything so... like brown skids? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's all I have for you. And yeah. uh, there's a the nice picture of um, Ken with. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Ken with Stuart Chaffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I got that one queued up somewhere. So that's yeah. Good. All right, Wearing the Coco Talk shirt, flying the colors. Yep. So now, so I, I just awesome. like the fact that it's nice to, number one, he's not really asking for permission, but he is saying, listen, here's why. Here's the benefits you get. Here's, you know, he's kind of giving you kind of a technical breakdown of this. And he's basically saying, listen, if you, um uh, this is what I'm doing. And if you want to play it, this is what you're going to need to play it. But I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to drive more hardware sales. You know, just think about that. Um, if we have games that support sound chips guess what people will buy more sound chips and it's going to support the software is going to help support the hardware market and and vice versa you know somebody comes up with a new sound solution like the jim brain uh ed snyder collaboration here well that's going to fuel people wanting to write for you know for those of you who are on the fence saying listen i want to i want to write for a sound chip but i'm not sure where this is going to go and now we have a uh we have now uh, more compelling alternative on, on a way to do that hey there you go so yeah. i did be honest we off. went through this in the coco
1: 1 2 to coco 3 transition because i remember back then a lot of people were going i don't know if i want to write a coco 3 specific game because the market's that much smaller
4: yeah i i jumped on the coco 3 right away with tandy it was just like hey i've got more colors i was complaining about that i got a programmable timer to do sound okay um palette palette, settings, I do. Do palette animation all kinds of stuff Exactly. Now, I when I was at a company called Nova Logic, uh they came out with this game Apache, which was a helicopter simulator, and everybody kept saying it's never going to sell because it requires a four meg, um, you know, PC, four meg, and there's like less than five or ten percent of the computers were five or you know were were that high but the thing is it was number one in sales with ea for three months straight Hmm. because everybody that had a four make computer wanted to prove that four make was useful yeah i wanted to do what my friends couldn't do yeah and so hey you know right now we've got um richard out there with his boomerang board that can do uh two megs is it mm-hmm. yep yeah
0: yep. and Jim brain's wor- jim's brains working on the coco mem which will go up to eight megabytes at some point so exactly so um, you know um
4: yeah uh, if he if this guy wants to go through and require two megs, more power to him
1: yeah yeah and if he does a game impressive enough and i know chet can He's definitely got mm-hmm. the technical skills to do it. I mean, it, back back in the day when he was doing Gold Runner two thousand and Digger two, which is kind of the sequel to it, he was planning on doing uh, uh, an expanded version that required at least a maker two back then, and a six or nine because he wanted to have, I think, it was three channel mm-hmm. sound, plus he wanted the the score the score to be kept on the screen at the same time, and the three channel sound he was doing wasn't going to be just the loops he has in Gold Runner two thousand; it was actually going to be a soundtrack. So he yeah. was
0: planning that even back then. Mm-hmm so and listen it takes a lot of ram to animate a sack fluidly so (laughs) (laughs) so um plus to make it sound legit but yeah yeah um so i applaud the uh the effort and i can't wait to see what he makes i'm looking forward to all the new coco offerings that that people push out of there um which i think is cool um, now we have, a, we have a catchphrase on this show which is uh, the switcheroo lets you connect your Cocoa to a modern display. right? But for those of you not aware there is also another way to connect your Cocoa to a modern display Through a technology that's known as RF. (laughs) And so um, here we have Jason Downs showing a picture of a brand new TV. He goes, here, if anyone was curious of whether or not a small, cheap 2018 store brand TV from Best Buy still had an NTSC tuner in it, well, guess what it does. He says the specs only list it as a digital tuner, but here you can see he's got it tuned to channel 3. And he's got his cocoa plugged into it, and bam, it's up on the screen. Um, so there are people who post questions all the time saying, what's the best way to get a clean output from my cocoa? Should I do a composite mod? You know, should I do this? And honestly, the RF, believe it or not, is halfway decent. Uh, I think the challenge was back in the day, going through that switch box and the old crappy screw on leads and everything else. When you get that BNC to F type adapter and you just have con- convert your TV to, except the straight through um, RCA cable, boom, you're on. And there's nothing in the middle. There's that RF switch box is not there for signal loss or anything else. And um, I've actually gone the other way where I've taken a piece of normal coax that's got the screw ends on both ends, and then I convert one end to have the RCA male. So I plug in the thicker shielded coax into the back of my cocoa and then screw the other end on the back of the TV, and boom, it works. And the picture and sound are... Pretty good for RF, which is, you know, 50-year-old freaking technology, you know? There's one other thing
9: you might consider. Um, back in the day, when you had it hooked up to a TV, you know, if channels were strong on three or four, mm-hmm. you had that contend to contend with along with the signal you're generating. Too right,
0: much. right. And now there is no other, there's nobody's broadcasting on right. that. Right. So, there, yeah, that's why you had two choices, channel three or four, whichever was weaker in your area, Right. Um, and since there is no competition um on the on these low bandwidth analog frequencies now, th- there is nothing else to get in the way. Uh good point there, Rondovo. Ron, Dovo. Ron mm-hmm. you 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 are Mr. Value added to this show. You really are. You just chime mm-hmm. in at yes. the right time with the right thing. Well, um, not always. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we well, we they, didn't have a, a planetary update for no reason.
4: You <laughs> also have to remember too is it may be older technology, but it's also proven and perfected technology by now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, And this will still support artifacting. A lot of people, uh, there was a comment or thread the other day saying, oh, I thought artifacting had something to do with the CRT. And it had nothing to do with the CRT. It had to do with the tuner. And the color burst and how the cooner the, Kooner, how, the <laughs> tuner, how the tuner interpreted yeah. color based on something, you know. And so artifacting is not a byproduct of this of the tube glass, but more of the picture receiver circuit thingy, right? Yeah. Um, it has to
2: do with how NTSC is encoded. Right. There there you and go. just
4: and just gain the pattern. I remember Johnny Carson. He would come out wearing his fancy seventies suits and he was all rainbow color because he had those lights on there yeah and that was artifacting
0: i think i'm i think some of curtis's um some of curtis's uh canadian green starting to affect me now because i'm hallucinating and i'm seeing rainbow sheep show up on the screen here <laughs> yeah. yeah so we're yeah. getting a lot of people following us right so you now you got on... my care package from canada Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah <there we> go. <laughs> Ah, uh, so Ken Reichert says there is no other way besides the switcheroo. That sounds like some biased, uh, things there. All right. So what I'm going to do right now, cause it almost feels like we're getting spammed is I'm going to turn off that, uh, live subscriber notifications, but thank you. If you're continuing to follow, I just want to say um, thank
13: you. Yes, you're too kind. And thank you.
0: All right. So if you're following us, that's fine. But now it's starting to be a little distracting from this very important discussion about RF, uh, technology here. <laughs> um, World needs to know this stuff, so that was cool. So, Jason Downs, thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> John Lowry says, Yeah, Carson had a specific black and white checkered jacket that artifacted really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like a walking war pattern, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so. Anyway, so yeah, you can do it, you can still um, connect your cocoa to a modern display relatively inexpensively. Now um, now we're getting to the end of the, of the links here. But this was the link to Jason Reichert posting the Stuart Chaffee feed um, from this morning. So this was where he posted the link to it in Facebook. And then this is what it actually looks like here on YouTube. There is a link to these in the description of this video that you're watching right now. You can also look for Coca Man on YouTube if you want to subscribe to him. So that's out there for your information I'm looking forward to watching that here's a picture of himself this is what um, this is what Ron Delvaux was showing us is that uh, here's a picture of Jason Reichard wearing the Coco Talk shirt standing next to Stuart Stuart has weathered well right he's aged well he's held it together looks like he looks a heck of a lot better than David Ladd does at this point so um good job. <laughs> 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 so there you go Jason Getting his photo app going on there at Tandy Assembly. Now, Nick's neighbor, Chad Edward Cunnington, uh, he posted this, and I thought I would share it because we were doing this not too long ago, but the Mark Data Products games, like your Black Sanctum, your Calixto Island, and so on. There's a website here, which I was also linked to in the description of this thing, but you can download, for example, the art cover. And what does that look like? I don't know. So here's the art cover to Calixto Island, for example, right? So you can get the artwork. We have the cocoa bins, but there's also the PC ports of these. So these were ported, I guess, to MS-DOS. So you could probably run yeah. them in DOS CGA, box. CGA graphics. So there's a site where you can get, and I believe somewhere in here, there is, so there's some maps. So, for example, the Black Sanctum. Um, here are maps. Somebody actually drew these out, hand drew like the flow chart. Um, I'm trying to connect. remember,
1: but I think the maps might've actually been from uh, Stephen O'Dea and Bob Withers, the guys who wrote these, cause they actually had their own site that had put the MS-DOS versions up at one time. I don't think it's on the web anymore, but I think okay. it, the maps when they designed it, Okay. I might be wrong, but I think that's were the same ones.
0: Okay. So here's an interesting flow chart showing you if you go north, south, east or west where you're going to connect to. So a very interesting flowchart of the of the maps themselves. Um, so there's maps, there's art covers, and then there's source code. You can get this you can get the source code for the cocoa. If anybody want to look look at the assembly language, there's source code for the PC. Um, then here they have this this is obviously probably an older website because they're linking to MESS and they're linking to the ROMs you would need to run a cocoa on Mess. So those are kind of there. There's a Color Computer 2 emulator by Jeff Vazaseur. This is a, uh, 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 what is the word? I forgot the phrase for this one, but uh, uh, whatever, compelling something or another. I don't remember what we called it, but that was our running joke a couple shows ago. Anyways, viable alternative, right? So this is our viable alternative here to run Jeff's Vazaseur emulator uh, in uh, something. Right, run an emulator to run an emulator. But yeah, so this is an older site, but I thought this was, this was definitely Cocoa related here, right? So you got your mark data products, you can get the Cocoa version, you can get the uh, PC version, get the source code, you can get some maps and kind of see where all the areas are. So, and then there's also a link here to a page with the walkthroughs. So here in the walkthrough, this is like a, um, Uh, It says, this Mark Date Adventures were created by Bob Withers and Stephen O'Day. And you can get them on the Coco and the PC. So, for example, were we playing the Black Sanctum before? Okay. And here it is, step by step. Go here, do this, open this, look at that. Whatever, whatever. I mean, in a way, this kind of takes the fun out of it. Cheat, cheat. it's a cheat sheet. And, and how I like to approach this, because for myself, when it comes to playing a game, I would rather experience as much of it as possible. So my wife, like she plays Final Fantasy. She literally plays the game with the book in her lap. She can't, like, just play the game. She's really following a book, and the game happens to be part of the book. You know, for me, I'd rather play the game, and then if I get stuck... And I'm literally stuck. Then I'll just look look for just what I need to get unstuck and go on. Because to me, the, the, the surprise, you know, the you don't yeah, want the spoilers. Yeah, it. the fun. You know what I mean? So yeah, the journey. So, but so, you know, for me, I would rather play the game and then use the walkthrough as needed. But to each their own. Um, sometimes, like if you just want to make a video to document the whole thing, this might be the way to go. Say, listen, I want to make a video and show everybody the whole game and so this is this is the whole game from start to finish and so you get that playthrough that might be a way to do it but if you want that experience you know again your mileage may vary um so uh, so that link is out there too um which i just thought was kind of cool thank you chad for sharing that with us and then we we kind of don't need to watch this at this point but i had this as a backup plan but paul fiscarelli and long branch never um has posted a handful of videos from tandy assembly so I think maybe we'll, we'll play Simon's video, right? So somewhere in here, he's got Stuart Chaffe. Here is the Simon Jonasson demo. So since Simon's not on the show. Okay, we'll um, How about we take a look at Simon's video. This is a minute 25. Wait. I think we can handle this.
9: Here we are with Simon Jonasson's demo of music playing in the background while loading data off of a disc.
0: Ooh. So we've
9: got a physical disc in the drive. Go ahead and power up. Put the disc in. Great looking monitor. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Magnavox. (laughs) Since I have one.
0: Yep. (laughs) Same one I got too. I I know.
10: I'm surprised that thing is still alive, Curtis.
0: (laughs) You got a typo there, Polly. Okay. He's trying to type with one hand while he's holding his phone there, so. So now we're going to see Simon's demo of playing music while loading graphics. There it goes. That's pretty fast. Of a physical floppy.
9: With halt.
7: A fast load yeah. is working pretty nice. <laughs> Who's is this?
0: Yeah. When it turns blue, it's done. <laughs> On the edges. Ah, look at that. Now he's screwing up the screen. I don't know how he does that. It's madman techniques there. How do you screw up the border like that? I did testing for him. How do you do that? How do you screw up the border like that? How do you make the border all spazzy but you don't mess up the actual picture?
9: We need to get him on here.
0: Yeah. Anybody else here? Something
9: to do with mixing modes or... Yeah, it's mixing modes and changing
1: screen addresses, I think. Yeah, it could be something like Dragon Fire does, where you're getting both sets of pallets on the same scan line. You just change it when the border color is on.
0: Neat, neat stuff. So, hey, this has been the Tandy Assembly episode. I think we've definitely covered a lot of Tandy Assembly crap for sure. Um, so, what else have we not talked about at this point, boys and girls? At two and a half hours in.
10: Well in the beginning you we were commenting about having uh Willie on and how that was kinda nice. Uh, what yeah. about some of the what about some of the vendors that we have, or not vendors, but people making stuff like, like Ed's example to bring Ed on and kind of have him give a little tutorial of who he is and his background. Maybe we yeah. might have done something like that. I don't know.
0: We have not. I mean I've officially and unofficially invited Ed on I uh, think a million think times. Ed's looking for cash. Yeah. <laughs> Ed's got Ed's got so much money off the Cocoa STC. Right? So no. um, I don't know. I don't know if Ed is a kind of public – well, it's weird because he makes his own videos, right? So he'll make a video showing off his own stuff, but he hasn't come on the Cocoa crew. He's been on here once, so he's invited. I haven't really pushed him, but he. I think he knows he's welcome, and, and hopefully one day he will. Yeah, um, we've
1: got Jim Brain, John Strong, and a bunch of others that have done the – the whole paul, thing like that. paul
0: yeah. barton's on here and paul barton's on here yeah he'd yeah.
9: be glad to talk to you about stuff
0: he's got a 96 gigabyte memory upgrade he's working on right now so he's gonna <laughs> he give you. he's gonna give uh chet simpson more ram than he can throw balls at <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, Paul,
9: you're nothing like that guy that uh, does the um, experiments with electricity and winds up
0: zapping himself. It makes <laughs> a pencil burn on fire and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, Tesla? Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, John Lowry says, I use a Mac to emulate a Windows machine with wine to run VCC to emulate Sockmaster's arcade Donkey Kong emulator. Talk about nesting emulators, right? That sounds like a viable alternative right there. So. <laughs> it's
9: actually uh, what I do. Yeah. I'm it running BCC under Wine
2: on the Mac. Yeah. That's the job. I'm running BCC under Wine on Linux.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Nick Morota pointed this out earlier. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's welcome. And literally it is. Any Anybody and everybody's allowed to be on the show. I don't. I would I would like for more people like Ron has been doing. Ron has got a lot of people on here. If people know people or want to ask people, hey, would you like to be on the show? I mean, honestly, it's an open invitation to be here. Um, I think Ed Snyder is a great example. I think we would all love to have spend a day with Ed. You know, get inside the head of Ed, right, and um, well, learn from him. So, him. Yeah, Ron Delvo seems to have that magic touch. So I'll maybe try. we'll get Ron to work on that. So um, that's a great suggestion. And him up. And, knock him up. Um, But so if people out there watching the show know somebody and we've done this, too, where we had uh, when Jim Brain was at the Commodore Expo, we had somebody who came on who runs a Commodore Facebook group. But they they were they just kind of jumped on that night. We were live and we got some insider info from people who are a little bit more in tune with that community um i would i would welcome that like we every now and then we have some of my friends from the florida retro club come on and these guys know more about apples and commodores and stuff and so we get some of that infusion um i mean to me coco talk even though with coco is the name we talk about a lot of stuff i would welcome others like we talked about the vetrix at nauseum last week i would be happy to dedicate episodes to talking about other things and then we can still we could do a retro talk if we had to to you know make it all about the atari or whatever the case may be um I welcome and invite all of that, but I don't I don't know all the people. And you know, I don't I'm not a pushy person. So I'm, I would just basically I'm kind of passive aggressive and to say, Hey, listen, you're welcome and love to have you on. And I leave it at that. And if people me maybe they will, maybe they won't. Uh, but if other people want to like invite folks or recommend folks to join us mm-hmm. love to have them. Um, uh, other than Ed Snyder, who else would be like on our wish list of people we'd love to hear from or hear well, about Goodman. Marty Goodman? Marty, yeah. Sure. I don't know who's got an in with him. I think Tim uh Tim, Tim Linden Linder, might. and then maybe Steve Bjork to a, to an extent. Um Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, it's like I I throw stuff out all the time. I've invited the guys from the Trash Talkers on before and uh, you know, so if you guys ever want to come on and to talk about what you're doing on your show, you can come on. I've, you know, yeah, but I think too when people are doing their own thing, it's hard to do other things too. So if people are already running a show, maybe they don't have time to do another show. Um, maybe we um, know
9: we've made it when people are asking to come on.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, that'd be a, that'd be a good problem to have. Who who we do who, who do we have to say no to this week? I'm sure to schedule <laughs> it for next yeah. month here because Yeah, yeah, month.
9: yeah. Well, that's you, what I told uh, Willie. I said, Willie, um, I'm going to try and get you in. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough, man. Play, We're going to slide kid. you in there. We're yeah. going to put you on right after Stuart Chaffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got to yeah. check with Steve, the big guy.
0: Yeah. It's, Who else, Brian, besides Ed Snyder? Who else would what you like to say?
10: I don't know. That was, the first, that was the first name that kind of popped in my head.
0: Yeah, yeah. So some uh, of the
10: old
1: software authors like Ken Kalish and stuff, I wouldn't mind trying to get in contact with oh, him again and bring it. him yeah. on, that
10: kind of thing.
2: Um, how about the guy that did? Uh, was it Photon? It was selling the uh, Jeff Steidel, uh,
0: the Sundog Systems guy? Sundog
2: Systems, yeah. Sundogs. Oh,
0: yeah, Glenn Dahlgren.
2: Yeah, he was popped up recently selling old, new old stock.
0: Yeah, Hugo. He- Hugo Defort. Yeah, I'd like to hear from him. Yeah, I mean, I he- think a lot of these guys know. You know, I think um, <laughs> Rob Inman says, "Can we get Charles Tandy calling in from heaven?" <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling over in his grave right now, wanting to see what happened to his empire. Ian Maverick uh, would be a good choice. James. Yeah, yeah. Ian did a Ian has done an interview with I think maybe he did it I don't I think he maybe did it on uh Randy Kidding's show. But yeah, it'd be great to have him on. So I'm gonna say it now, and I'll say it loud and say it clearly. Everybody's welcome. Um and and, and as much as we want to hear from people like Ed Snyder by the same token, if you're not Ed Snyder and you're just a guy who had a cocoa and you liked the cocoa, if you're passionate about the cocoa, you're welcome too, you know what I mean? Because that's what I think is great about this show is that we have our enthusiasts and we have our experts and it's a nice mix, right? I believe the show is a is a great cross-section of the community, right? We've got people who are just, uh, you know, passionate or maybe even some of them aren't even that passionate. It's real casual. Oh, yeah, I still have this thing. It's kind of neat, whatever, you know? Uh, but yeah, here's a picture go to hell or to some people are like David Ladd, like, Oh yeah, (laughs) you know, so, um, we're, we're definitely a melting pot of, um, and, 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 and I want everybody on the show.
1: Yeah. It'd be good to have, you know, people that were, had coals back in the day to people that are retro collectors that just picked one up the last year or so, and didn't really know about the machine, you know, all kinds of viewpoints would be nice to have.
0: Yeah, I kind of surprised myself when we were kind of giving Willie the short history of what we've done in the, these past few years. I kind of reminded myself, man, we've actually done a lot. There's a lot of software that has come out. As much as we're bitching for new software, there's been a pretty good amount of software that we've already taken for granted. Um, so, we, yeah. Um, taken take for Greg. <laughs> taken <in> for Greg.
2: Taken for Greg. Robin,
0: Another thing
9: that's cool is whenever you do a commercial, which we've never had this time, yeah. um,
0: there's a lot of people on there. What do you mean a commercial? Oh, commercial. you mean like to support us? Oh, well, we can pull that up right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're my sponsors. Go, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, you
9: haven't done a commercial for a while, Steve.
0: All right. Well, we'll we'll take a look at the sponsors. Let let's let Ron go. Let's let let's let Ron go. Drain the Timberman um, while we uh, while we take a look at our sponsors, and then I'll run a commercial break here. Um, so, uh, and a lot of these guys right now are at Tandy, all the cool kids are at Tandy Assembly this week. While the rest of us losers are here on Cocoa Talk. So, <laughs> so Brendan Donahue and the Cocoa VGA project. Check that out. Cocoa VGA. Another way besides RF to get your Coco on a modern display. You have Coco VGA as an option. Richard Lorbieski of Boyson Technologies at Tandy Assembly today. Boy Boyson, B O Y S O N Tech.com. He's out there. He does upgrades. He does repairs. He makes the boomerangs and the joystick adapters and the memories and the protectors and the guardians and the uh, thingamajiggies, right? Uh, Jim Brain from Retro Innovations makes all kinds of stuff. He makes an 18 port, a 96 port, and a 437 port multipack. Uh, he's got products for the Coco, for the freaking Commodore, for the freaking Texas Instruments, you name it. He's got, I got your product right here, right? So, uh, Retro Innovations at Go, the number four, retro.com, Cloud9 Technologies. Mark Marlett, we saw his table. We didn't see Mark. Mark looks kind of like a timberman too. He's a hunter kind of outdoorsman. He has the flannel shirts on sometimes. So, uh, we saw the Cloud9 table. I didn't see Mark Marlett, but... Uh, they've been making Cocoa hardware since, I don't know, 1924. Uh, cloud, the number nine tech.com. Check them out. Our good friend Tony Jimenez, uh, maker of the SD Pack project. If you want to make an SD card boot up like a ROM pack uh, DIY, go to SD Jason, the Cocoa Man Reichert, maker of the Switcheroo, brother of Ken Reichert. He has a new product now that's called the Wallaby, capital Y because it's a Y cable. Why? Because you need more RGB, right? And so you can connect two RGB thingies to your Coco Three. You can get your uh, Switcheroo and your CM8 and whoever the hell else you want to plug into that son of a bitch. You can get that at uh, coco 3 com or uh, CocoMan.biz. We are now on Roku. There might have been a small delay. I think Ron Delvaux was, uh, you know, he didn't get those satellite buttons pushed in time for the for the uplink to happen. But we're streaming live on Roku. Thank you to Roger Taylor. On the coco tv channel uh, if you want to be like jason the coco man and wear a cool coco nut coco talk t-shirt when you go out in public and have all the ladies uh, want to know your name you can get one of those shirts at our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com you can check out coco links on the web imacoconut.com uh, you can reach us on the web at CocoTalk.live. send us an email send us some feedback Tell us how much you like hearing David Ladd say,
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, And... The Coco Crew, the podcast that launched a community, the podcast that launched a nation, Coco Nation. Check them out at CocoaCrew.org, Extruct Productions, FD501.com, and last but not least, the guy who we all want to have on the show. We want to pick his brain. We want to get inside the head of Ed, Ed Snyder, a.k.a. the Zipster at The Zipster Zone, Z-I-P-P-S-T-E-R Zone.com. Check out all of his cool stuff. We're now going to take a commercial break. And Ron, did you pee already? All done. Ron's done, but we're going to take a commercial break now, so we'll be back here in just a moment, folks. Oops, wrong button. There we go. Hello.
8: I am David Ladd, and you are watching Cocoa Talk, the nation's leading live Cocoa podcast. Oh,
0: What's going on, everybody? Original Gamer Stevie Stroh here. And if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com today. Tell them the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh sent you.
13: At GSoft, we make games for the TRS-80 Color Computer, TRS-80 MC-10, and Dragon
6: Computers. Our basic games cover the range of genres from arcade, to text adventures, to simulations, to 3D dungeon crawls. This is our latest puzzle game from Japan, Fruit Panic. So come on and drop by our website and download our latest games.
4: Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games and their own sale. Get this six game model for $29.95 or the four game model for $21.95. With rising entertainment cost, that's a real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash, and more. Easy to hook up and great family fun that lasts all year long. The sale price TV games. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company
11: now return you to
0: And I just like to say for the record that in Australia I'm pretty sure they don't actually eat dirt. Um, so <laughs> Nick can probably confirm it. What do you
3: think what do you think uh, Vegemite is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey it's 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 uh, dirt mixed with uh, car grease or something. It's just uh, wet dirt.
0: <laughs> Wet mud. dirt, mud, Australian mud, right? <laughs> so, um, Curtis, do you have a stupid nitrous nine trick for us today? Yes, I do. A pretty All minor you- one, but. And and um, Nick Morentes, were you going to show us off the Coco Max cartridge from, that. from was, Ian yeah. Maverick? Should we let Curtis go first with his yeah. stupid uh, Nitrous Nine trick? Yeah, put, uh, right. put on the, uh, uh, the video intro and yeah. away we go. All right, so here we go. Get ready for a core dump, everybody. <laughs> It's time for Stupid Nitrous 9 Tricks with L. Curtis Boyle.
1: Okay, this is going to be a pretty minor one. Um, If anybody's familiar with the OS9 Level 2 manual, there's a uh, transparency on-off option.
0: I know it well. I've read it front to back (laughs) dozens (laughs) of times. (laughs) (laughs) In in different languages, even.
2: Ease of use doesn't require that manual anymore. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) At any
1: rate, uh, it it mentions in the manual that transparency switches if you're on a graphic screen and you're printing text. You can either have it transparent, so it leaves the background alone and puts your text over top of it. Or you can turn it off so that it actually wipes out everything underneath to make it more readable if you have some background. Now one thing that the Level 2 upgrade had done was that they added a transparency in hardware text as well. What basically that means is it keeps the for, or it keeps your current foreground color that you've specified and whether you have blink on or underline on, but it leaves the background color alone. Now we put that into the original Nitrous 9 uh, back when Bill and I were working on it and then for some reason I think it was Alan Decock pulled it out because he said it wasn't in the manual so I'm not going to support it. And I thought well that's kind of dumb because the upgrade had it, and why not add features. So on the ease of use, I don't think the 3.3 distribution on the repo has it enabled, but it is enabled on e- ease of use beta um, one and the upcoming beta two. So that, that now works. Uh, you can add that to the manual. We're gonna be adding it when we do the revised manual, but you can actually do some transparency on hardware tech screens as well. Interesting. And I mean, I could show a little demo, but it is not yeah. much to, to yeah, show. show it. Yeah, show it, show
0: yeah. it. A, a picture is worth a thousand words. Okay. And share. the OS 9 manual is at least 1,000 pages, so. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that showing up? That's yep. showing
0: up, yes.
1: So that's my little uh, text program, our little tiny basic 9 program that sure. does it. And uh, basically, I'm just going to be changing the colors and then putting some text on the screen. And then press Enter to continue. And then I'll be turning the transparency on, which will then means I can now print... The blink or underline attributes, which I'm not doing in this particular demo, but, but I am changing the foreground color, but it'll leave the background color to what was ever under there already, which means if a user in your program is selected, they want a certain background color, you don't have to try to remember what it is. You can just assume that when you change a foreground color, it'll leave the background color alone.
0: So just... and That's what he said. Yeah. All right. Okay. This text is foreground color three, background color two, press enter to continue.
1: Yeah. And you notice I have underline turned on as well.
0: Yes. Okay. Now, so I make, I make this is point. foreground color two with transparency. So whatever the background color was is still there.
1: Yeah, the red is still there, but I did change the underline attribute to be off, and I changed the foreground color to which is black in this case. Okay. So it just makes it a little bit easier if you want to leave the background alone without you having to you know, store somewhere in your code. You know, on each line of the screen, you know, this one was had a red background, this one had a blue background, and you have to you know, re- redo it all again. You just can say turn transparency on, and it'll leave it on
0: for you. Excellent. And that's it. Well, that's it one today. Yay. that was a quick one. Yeah. <laughs> Far <laughs> well, out. That's what she said. Wow. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was
1: going to say, Stevie likes quick ones.
9: Mm Mm-hmm.
11: Oh,
1: yeah, David. (laughs) (laughs) My segment has been ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Only if it gets stroked the right way.
0: Oh, for the love of Oh, my God. All right. Where's that mute button? Um, (laughs) All right. So now Nick Morentes has got something. All right. Not uh, as exciting
3: as a stupid OS 9 trick. But, no, yeah. no, not quite, yeah. Um, uh, the other day, I, I think I mentioned last week that I bought one of the um, Ian Maverick's uh, remakes of the Coco Max hardware cartridge. And if I turn on my video and hope it works. Hey! Hey! Uh, I- I don't see
0: any dirt. I don't see any dirt here. No dirt. No, I swept up. <laughs> you already ate. On. That's
3: right. So that's that's the uh, uh, the remake of a Coco Max cartridge. And that's it on the other side. Nicely professionally done cartridge. It has the jack for where you plug your, mouse, your standard Coco mouse or joystick. Um, I wish you you'd made it just it? a little bit shorter because it's, a little bit compared to a a, a, a case a rum pack case, it's just a little bit long. So I was hoping yeah. I'd be able to put it into the case and then just cut out a hole for the uh, thing at the back. That's yeah. how the Coco Max one was. Okay. Uh, but the remake's a bit longer, and you can't. So okay. I don't I don't use Coco Max a lot. So I just leave it as is and plug it into a – that, that dreaded thing on the on the right here, uh, mm-hmm. Multipack. I'll, I'll plug it in later. So, well, actually, I'll plug it in now if, if you want to see it. Yeah. And so it. this
0: is basically a hardware-based high-res joystick interface. Yeah.
3: Right? It, it gives you 8-bit um, resolution on the mouse as opposed to six. 6. 6 bits, the standard Cocoa resolution, can only access 64 pixels. Mm-hmm. Um, which means on a uh well back in the coco two days the p modes um four screens you couldn't access every dot uh with with precision right now so coco max when it was written they decided to um to make this high res interface which has an 8-bit analog to digital converter chip so it's giving you 8-bit resolution which accesses 256 um, pixels, which is exactly what a P Mode 4 screen uh, um, has. Um, so now with Coco Max, you can, uh, people have gotten the old Coco Max program and hacked it to use a normal joystick. So you, you can find a version which will work with a normal mouse or joystick, but only at 64 pixel resolution which makes drawing curves and lines by hand a bit jumpy. So it's hard to get a good smooth curve. It'll always be mm. like a very staircase thing. So, yeah, you still can't quite beat the, uh, the hardware interface. Um, so I'll, um, first of all, turn off my um, Cocoa and your yeah. we blow it up. Plug the cartridge in. You're a big fan of cartridges here, too, right, Nick? Oh, I love them. <laughs> I, wish all, I wish all software was on cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got money to burn, so uh, <laughs> the, the ways, new
9: ups are on disk.
3: You, sa- you, save,
0: you save all that money on food eating dirt, so you got plenty of cartridge money. <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> and I'll just plug the mouse into the top of the Cocomax cartridge which I'm having trouble finding the little... There we are. So there we have that and a mouse. Turn on the multi-pack. Turn on the Coco. Now, unfortunately my camera is a bit far away, so I'll just try to do a zoom extension here. Okay. And I'll just run Coco Max. Two. When I when uh, I bought the cartridge off Ian, he supplies a floppy disk with Max Two. Fully licensed, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll ask Tim Jennison who wrote it.
1: Yeah. Actually, I guess Dave
3: Stamp did Max Two. Tim did the first one. Yeah. Did David Stamp write the second one? Coco Max Who? Dave, Dave Stamp, I think, wrote the second one, didn't he? Dave Stamp did the uh, Coco Max 3.
1: Yeah, I think he did two, too. And then Tim Jenison, oh, the guy he... did the video toaster, did the original Coco Max and the, the hard drive the okay. cartridge, actually.
3: Now, I don't know if you can see it very well. I'll um, I'll try hand-operate the um, the camera to bring it a bit closer.
0: We can get Ron Delvaux on the Steadicam if you need
3: them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So there's there's the cartridge plugged into yeah. the multi pack. Okay. There's Cocoa Max Two, yeah. And looks- mouse is there, and I can try do. I mean, this is going to be pretty unsteady as it is, but that's it there, very Mac-like.
0: Yes, yes, it looks like it's Mac Paint
3: right. or Windows Paint. Yeah. Now I'm trying to look at one screen. The only difference is
0: the menu takes up three quarters of the screen.
3: <laughs> one yeah. pull down. Takes yeah, up to it does. <laughs> we'll try to load a um. Oh, I haven't. Oh, I haven't got a picture disc in there. Okay, bugger it. Okay, I won't show you any pictures. But that's it there. Yeah, and,
0: and that's very it smooth and fluid. Does support
3: uh, on a on a uh, composite screen? You do get the artifact colors, as you can see on the palette below, down yeah.
0: there. Oh, yeah. But now, Robin has
3: a good question here
1: too, which actually I was going about to ask myself. Uh, the the patches that you and, and John Kowalski did to do high
3: res in software
1: would that work on a Cocoa one and two as well is that fast it enough it to- may
3: do the Cocoa one and two runs slower so it may not work as well but because but you wouldn't need 640 to- res either so yeah, you wouldn't, it wouldn't need be it needing as, as higher well. res so it would be possible um but yeah we we haven't bothered to try just yet okay uh yeah, it should be possible to a degree. Whether it'll be as uh, smooth, I don't know. But as you say, you don't need to be trying to get 640 resolution, only 256. So you might uh, get away with it. Hey, anyway. Nick, do you have, Nick, do you have a purpose in mind for wanting to pick this up or you just wanted no, to... No, yeah. no, no. Plan- I've got a Cocoa 2 that I want to re- restore, and, you know, paint the case because it's yellow as... And I thought, oh, well, one of the most landmark programs I can think of when I, back in the day was uh, Coco Max. You know, it was a very Mac-like program. It was nothing like anything else, very professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought, oh, I want to get my Coco uh, Cocoa 2 running Coco Max in its native high-res uh, mode. And, and Ian had these um, high-res interfaces, and he was – know selling one cheap for me so i thought okay i'll buy it um, i think it's truly because nick just loves collecting cartridges that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. another one day yeah, i was very disappointed it's not in a plastic case you know?
0: <laughs> another thirty dollars so you wanted to that's spend right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's we right right. might have to sell
1: one of the ferraris for that <laughs> no, no.
9: <laughs> Nick, yeah. is it possible to write a program to use that to actually yeah. do a game or something or the Yeah, yeah,
3: it's, you can you can talk to it to to the cartridge. Yeah, you could access it uh, write your own programs to um to use the high res interface. Yeah. I don't think anyone else did though.
1: Yeah, just the original Coco Max and Coco Max 2, I think, are the only two I know that used it.
3: Yeah, that's oh, it. Actually, no wait, else. one of
1: the, one the third-party ones, was it Eric Gavril and Greg Miller, they did a Mac paint. I think they might have had support for the cartridge. I can't remember now.
3: Uh, I don't they know. Mick, Mick yeah, paint, I don't they called. did.
1: They didn't? Okay, I, I couldn't remember because I know they did some patch
3: versions I got off CompuServe back in the day. Right. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's a usual story, you know, whenever the, a, car, a, a hardware device is an extra, well, not everyone has that extra. So the chicken and egg thing we were saying you know, software authors are not going to su- support something that is not widespread enough.
1: Yeah. So. In this particular case, I don't think it really mattered though, because the whole point of Coco Max
3: was that you 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 no. this with it when you bought the program. It was you a package. The, yeah. So so yeah, you you got the high-res interface and the program, but Yeah. This and was almost like Coca-Max. copy
0: this was almost like copy protection for the software, right? Because it would not run without it. Yeah. And
3: well if it you, was that.
1: If you got Coco Max two, then you already had the cartridge from the first one, then you didn't have to rebuy it either. You just got this new piece of software that also used it.
3: Yeah.
9: Well the other thing is too though um max is the files it makes right and other software supports viewing those
3: such as yeah uh, there are other programs but they they don't let you uh um edit the pictures though no. that's where you need the high res interface mm-hmm.
0: um the only only graphics program i ever used was the original graphicom anybody remember that one yeah yeah, yeah. That was kind of neat. I don't remember what its interface was like. I just remember having fun with it.
1: It had two, two joysticks required because you had one that moved a little 64 by 64 box. And then your other joystick was within the 64 by 64. It was the way to get around the resolution thing.
9: Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then that CC software for the digitizer, the DS69, that uh, supported loading files in to view them for graphic GraphicCon.
1: Hmm. And there was a Graphicom Part Two too, if I remember that Marty Goodman was a, actually a contributor too. I remember? Yeah, currently.
0: yeah. That one seemed like a completely different program. I think they just it almost seemed like they just took the name and just made a completely different program. But Graphicom was just kind of really interesting. The only thing I remember about it was that it had its own floppy format where you could format special Graphicom only disks that held a little bit more information and loaded a little faster. And um, was that
3: program written in 4th? Can you remember Curtis? Graphicon, yeah, I don't remember. It was written fourth, I heard somewhere. I have no idea. Could be that I don't know. Yeah,
0: but I I remember the demo disc that came with it too, because they had um, they they would actually let you cycle through four screens because I think it required sixty four k. So they had this demo disc that had like these rotating cubes, like these three D cubes, like in a in a circle. And there was four pages of that and you could like adjust the scroll speed of your joystick and make them yeah. spin really fast or spin really slow or spin forward and reverse. And so it was such a cool demo just to see these before there was a bouncing ball, we had these spinning cubes, you know, and it was just it was kind
9: of cool. And we yeah. did that for
0: hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um there and they had fonts so you could do with it and just just different things. it what I, I don't think it was as uniform as like this coco max thing was i think it was i think from what i recall and it's been a year since i've seen it but i think it was a little bit more abstract in how you interface with everything but i remember having fun playing with it
1: yeah and it was it was the first decent graphics editor we had i think
0: so we yeah. kind of took
1: a market storm until the mac came out and then later that year tim jenison released the original
9: coco max he, they had an elaborate uh screen to pick uh blue or red or you know for the um color set In the beginning, it said white something. remember seeing that. It was like
1: a. Whitesmith or something.
9: Yeah, Whitesmith. I think it said, yeah. It looked good. Yeah, originally it was by
0: Computize, I think. And then Whitesmith took it over afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember learning about it at one of our, you know, color computer club meetings. I mean, somebody had gotten it and did a demo and it just sold like hotcakes. Everybody bought a copy right then and there. What's he showing us now? I don't know. What are you showing us, Nick? I think he's pulling the Ron bow here. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe he's trying to get his camera steady. I'm Nick, you've sure. got to
9: drop the camera once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: there you go.
7: <laughs>
0: holy, holy. Well, it's been three hours. We've had a show. Yeah, there's about, Graphicom. He's showing Graphicom. Oh, Graphicom. Oh.
1: So that's a little crosshair thing where the your sixty-four yeah. by sixty-four
0: windows within. And it's kind of hard to see, but yeah. Okay, yeah, I see the crosshair. Yeah. So
1: uh-huh. your one joystick drew within that box, and you move the
0: box around to access the whole screen type thing. Okay. So that gave you sixty-four pixel resolution, and uses a panning window where you yeah moved, moved it from. That's actually fairly innovative, making up for the limitation.
1: Yeah, because otherwise you had to get the X pad, which at the
0: time was quite expensive. Cool, cool, cool. So it's a graphics afternoon here. Um, Cool. So what have we not talked about? Yes, there was a 45-minute stream at the top of the show. Bruce Moore is here. Yeah, we started off the show with about 45 minutes from the exhibit floor. Um, It was good. It was good. We got to see Jason. We got to see Grant. We got to see Jim Brain. We got to see... Uh, Ron Klein was there, and Eric. Richard Larbieski was there, and yeah. there's that Whitesmith. Yep.
9: Yeah. Oh, look, some animation.
0: Yeah. Graphics demo by Whitesmith, huh?
9: Somebody's cat is dying.
0: Yeah, my cat. I don't know. I, it's like <laughs> I, my daughter can't hear it, right? I can hear it. You guys in another country can hear it, but my daughter, who's 20 feet away, can't hear the cat. You get Madison! Give the damn cat some water. Um, yeah, oh, that's cool. Y'all look at that showing the cross section of the pencil lead and everything. Yeah, there were there were a lot of cool um, the samples and demos that came with Graphicon. <laughs> they were really neat.
2: Artifact or not?
0: Yeah. yeah. Neat stuff. Um, earlier in the show, too, when we were talking about ways to connect your Cocoa to a modern display, um, we should also point out because, listen, the Cocoa VGA, as cool as it is, it's not for everybody, right? It's, it's got a $100 price tag. There is some assembly required. You kind of sort of need to modify your case or at least run a ribbon cable outside of your case. So it's uh, it's not for everyone, right? Um, but it is it is a viable alternative uh... for some of those who wanna who want to go down that road now there's another solution that's less expensive um, which would be uh... ed snyder also has an rgb to s video adapter and i believe jason the cocoa man has one of those too. i i've got one of his early prototypes and mine works fine Um but mine is missing a few features because i think now he's got it where you can change the color phase burst so like if the game is blue and red and supposed to be red and blue you can change that you can also automatically adjust it because sometimes on some TVs the, the blue looks purple or the red looks purple and the blue looks green and you know, all these little weird variants and so he's got these different options where you can f- fix it through switches or dials or knobs or something um, and just adjust how it outputs to your display and so the newer version that it has um, has got a few more features in mind. Mine was just straightforward but mine worked great so if you want to connect your Cocoa. Uh but again S video is not necessarily completely modern, right? You're actually going to be harder to find an S video on a modern display. What you can count on on a modern display are probably two things, HDMI and a coaxial input. Those are going to be guaranteed on all TVs. Um Robin TV shows, Netflix comedy special, give that damn cat some water. <laughs> Um, but that's another option. So if you want, if you want something, because what's, what's the, well, I don't know if the Switcheroo costs thirty dollars for the cable, maybe, and then you need a thirty dollars switch box. So you're looking about sixty bucks. Um, where the RGB solution, RGB to S video, again, I don't know what it costs, but you don't need an adapter box. You just need the RGB to S video doohickey and an S video cable. So that's probably cheaper than buying the Switcheroo with a SCART to HDMI converter. Um, I happen to like the switcheroo. I really do. I think it looks good. And I I think that the um, composite coming through it looks pretty good too. Um, I think it looks, even though it's the same composite feed that's coming from the cocoa for whatever reason, because it's going to a box that's converting it to HDMI. I don't know if, I don't know if the box does any processing cleanup or signal loss reduction or something, but just to me, it seems like the composite output of the, Switcheroo setup is a little bit nicer than straight from the cocoa.
9: Well, it's so, safer, doohickeys, I guess. Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting to see how the Gimme X handles artifacting and stuff too once uh, Head has that ready. Yeah, because it's even honestly,
0: VGA. Uh, VGA isn't modern either when you think about it. VGA is actually extremely extinct, Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and uh, most modern TVs don't have VGA inputs anymore. There was a time. Where, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of HD flat panel TVs had a VGA input. That's, that's almost completely gone now. Um, hey, Curtis. Yeah. I, got
9: a, I got a question.
0: If um, someone
9: was to take a bunch of chips and make up a gimme, could they do it with just chips, you know, instead of the um, special uh, package it comes in? I mean, is the gimme actually a whole bunch of um, circuitry all in one? Oh yeah. Could you yeah but you you it? can
1: definitely do it with modern CPLDs and stuff. That's what Ed's doing with the Gimme X. He's actually making a clone of the Gimme that'll do everything the Gimme does, adding VGA output and then adding some more extra features even after that. So the
9: oh, okay.
2: problem is with uh, conventional logic it'd be a lot of heat and power draw.
1: Mm. Right.
2: You know, that's uh combining everything down to the gimme is you know like what Apple did with their MMU stuff. They combined a lot of circuitry down into one chip, it makes it harder to clone but it also you know, reduces power and cost.
9: So you could actually uh, clone a cocoa in one chip, theoretically?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what, oh, that's what yeah. the yeah. Cocoa FPGA and the Mister and all the other ones kind
0: of do. Hey, Bruce Moore is here. Hey, Bruce, how's it going, eh? We got three Canadians on the show today. We're I, wonder taking that, over. I wonder if that Ooh-hoo. would... That should qualify me for some uh, some tax incentives and some uh, government subsidies. So I need no, to that'll to qualify partner. you
1: for tariffs. That's
2: a, that's. Oh, tariffs! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <is> a- <laughs> There's a
0: cold wind blowing. Uh, which which
2: province a- is going to kick in here?
0: Need to speak to the minister, the minister of coin, and see if I can't get some. And listen, I'm giving you guys jobs, right? So we to get a hazy cloud over to you soon, and <laughs> then we'll take you over when you're all numbed out. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're muted, Bruce, just so you know. And you sound good that way, too, by the way. Uh, there he is. Okay. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. So, Bruce, what, what, Bruce, Bruce. are you
9: going to make a new uh, series, maybe, of something, uh, like, unrelated to Cocoa Forever, but maybe something, you know, interesting, something? I
13: don't know. I don't know. Right now, I'm working on um, theme songs for Coco Fest.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think your next project should involve a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and a toque. A beard. And a we, toque. To, we just need to find an excuse to get we Ron's beard in a project. And a toque. <laughs> and a bowl <laughs> full of poutine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rob Minman says a switcheroo now costs $7,000 in Canada. <laughs>
3: wow.
9: <laughs> <laughs> But if you can give somebody snacks with it. Yes.
0: cheaper. All right. Well, I think it's time we put this show out of its misery now in three hours and fifteen minutes um going on. Um There's probably so,
2: at least a half dozen people agree with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll start to we'll start to put our parting thoughts and words of wisdom together. You guys cool. decide if you want to do a after dark. Maybe we can get some people from the Tandy Assembly lobby. To join us for an after dark tonight you know
5: uh,
9: i have one last question one last one one possible last one okay ronnie how many people have been watching us over since the very beginning uh we've
0: averaged thing? about 30 viewers most of the time i think we're at about 28 right now
9: no what i mean like is when you show that chart and it has the
0: oh total downloads yeah. of of oh. the podcast yeah it's got to be big now uh, right? f- uh fourteen thousand. Ooh. Fourteen thousand downloads, and um, let me let me look at what um, let me look at what some of the view counts we've gotten recently, um, and yeah, we, we, earlier I was talking about um, you know kind of the unexpected uh, kind of road uh, the journey we've been on right with this show, where it started, where where it's gone, where it is, um, you know, and part of that journey was um, adding. The podcast component to what I still view as mostly the to me to me I think the most benefit of the show is when you watch it live as far as the interactive component right that's but again that's my perception i'm not every person who watches this show for the people who watch this show i don't know what they feel is the most beneficial
1: part yeah because a lot of them will like fast forward anytime i talk so you know, it's
0: nice having <laughs> that option. um last week's uh, last week's video got 174 views and that's that's our vetrex talk that's a decent number uh the previous week's episode got 161 view that was assembly okay so, so so episode 80 got 161 views that was assembly moving the dot uh, Coco Talk After Dark, number 19, got 61 views. Coco Talk, number 81, Assembly Part 12. Vetrix Talk, that got 174 views. Um, so, yeah, so we, you know, if if I got 100 views on, on an episode, I would consider that a, a good number. Um, but we, you know, we get close to 200 views. So we get... What At if least hundred, uh, and that's just the video, was, not the audio. That's just the video. That's just that's the, just the YouTube, YouTube videos, right?
9: YouTube. What if we have uh, stage something like David Leigh could blow something up? Yeah. like you know, um, our, our
2: budget won't handle that every week.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but so so to answer your first question, Ron. So right now that, that number of downloads, is about fourteen thousand, and that's lifetime. Um, from the day we started the audio to today, I know recently um, some of the other shows have posted some of their numbers, so like the trash talkers year to date have already got twenty thousand wow. downloads right uh, Coco crew months and months ago passed thirty thousand downloads wow so but what what you know and listen i'm i 'm very happy for them they have good shows i'm not'm not i 'm not, I'm not saying this to set myself up for an insult right they 've got good numbers and they have good shows and um You know, their shows are basically the only way you can get those shows is by listening, right? Our show now, there's lots of ways to get it. So I have to, like, do math. I have to add up YouTube views plus audio downloads plus video downloads. And I've already got a headache thinking about it. So I would say our numbers are in the same ballpark as theirs. And for the most part, with the exception of Trash Talkers, we're definitely a newer show than Coco Crew. you know, shows take time to get legs and you know build an audience and gain their momentum. So we're we're less than two years old where Coco Crew is going on four years old. Um, and you know, if I was to sit here and say who our audience is, I don't even know. I, I would say that I think it's safe to assume the audience of at least the trash talkers, right? So TRS eighty the mostly the black and white z80 line i would say the people who are fans of that they're probably you know fairly intellectual people serious people i mean that machine was viewed more as a business machine than it was an entertainment machine so Mm -hmm. if i had to guess and profile their demographic you know um the people who are listening to that show might not be fans of some of the frivolities that we have on our show but i don't know you know what i mean um, gummies, right? No, no, I'm just saying the the Coco was viewed more of an entertainment <laughs> game machine than it was a serious computer. TRS-80 is a was, was I think, you there's
2: know, a lot more TRS-80 line. Yeah,
0: so it. I don't know Wait. how many, but listen, they have a great show. They've got great. They've got you know some great people on that show. It's a serious professional show, and they've got a very good audience, and they have got great numbers. And I'm very happy that anybody in this retro hobby is is achieving the success if you'll call it that but just doing something that's being embraced by the community right if we're part of the community and we're trying to create something for the community if it's being embraced that's the best reward you can get right um but when i look at these numbers i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to think about them you know because it's like to me the only number that makes the most sense right now is that we know we've been on the air for three and a half hours we've had about thirty people watching us and i can see messages flying by the screen while we're here and we're all talking so i feel like in this moment this is where i feel this is the magic of the show and to me that to me this is what the show is to me cuz i'm here on it and i'm talking to you guys and the people are chatting and that's that's where it is but there are other people who either can't watch it live or don't watch it live and then hear the replays and i'm hoping that that second-hand experience still has some value for them, either inf- informative or entertaining or whatever the case may be. But I don't know how other people feel about it when they watch it. So in different...
9: we, who wants to show their hairy legs then so that our, you know. We can, so we legs. can boost our numbers, yeah. boost
0: our ratings. We need legs, you <laughs> say.
1: Yeah. We'll have the Coco Talk calendar, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what do you guys think? And for those of you who are watching us right now, what, what's what does it mean to you guys? And what's what? I don't know if it's I don't know if "best" is the right word, but what what format of consumption do people do that works for their schedule or their device or their data plan or whatever? You know, whatever. I think, I
1: think it varies depending on the user. And that I, I, yeah. if the numbers stay fairly consistent, I think that's that's Oops.
9: it means the show is, is
1: successful.
2: Oh yeah, That's yeah. yeah. An
0: audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, consi- I think we're consistent. I think our, our viewership is consistent. I think we've got our, you know, our little peaks and valleys, but it's consistent. Like and we know, for um, example,
1: James Diffendaffer, he sometimes has to stop using the video version of the show because he's run through his, his bandwidth cap for the month. Right. Which audio right. if you want to. I know Bill
0: hits that a bit somewhat too, where he is. Yep. But I just wonder for the people who watch the show, what is the show to them? You know, to me, the best part of this show is being in the moment. Yeah, the and interactivity, then, the, the And inter- then, but the second best part is when I do listen to it later. I hear all the stuff I missed because it's, sometimes it's even though it's really hard to hear things when you're process. I'm processing three screens worth of information. You know. Yeah, um,
9: oh, that's just it, Steve. Like I like listening to the replays because then I get to actually really get the concept of what everybody's saying. I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. Yep. and sometimes depending on the segments we have or the guests we have, sometimes this stuff is very visual. So sometimes if I want to go back and kind of re-listen to it, I won't just listen. I'll go back and watch the video version because I want to see some screenshots or Stevie dying on level one or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: kind I of why I missed it. But that—that's no. the <laughs> old normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what was I going to say now? Um, I don't remember now.
1: Um I, I think no. it depends on the on the on the viewer though. I mean, certain people have certain things, like if you're trying to follow the assembly language stuff with with Steve York, I mean a lot of that is slide based, and if you don't watch the video version, you can't see some of the stuff he's talking about, or he might have some background stuff on the slide he doesn't actually say out loud, so you you'll be missing part of the show actually part of that and segment yeah, you know,
0: yeah. and and that's a segment that wouldn't be for everybody because if you're not into programming. Then that's not even an inter- that's not yeah. even an interesting part of the show. Like like uh, today, oh, you
1: showed off Hugo and and Paul Thayer's showing off screenshots of the various things you're talking about downline with different colors. Well, if you don't see it, that doesn't really mean anything right. to you.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, so here's what I was going to say. Uh, uh, this came back to me, and I think I posted this on Facebook. So for those who aren't aware, so you know we mentioned you can watch us live, right? So obviously, you know when we're not live, you can go back to the YouTube channel. You can watch the YouTube replay, and that's on the internet for as long as YouTube's around, right? So, you can watch all the old episodes, you can watch today's episode and two hours after we're done. If you missed us live, you'll be able to watch the replay. Um, You know that, for most people know that we have an audio podcast, and we also have the video podcast. And what I don't know that everybody knows is that I also have it set up on the podcast page where you can actually download the actual file. And I did post that on Facebook, right? So let's say, you know, let's say some people are like, listen, I'm on a train or I'm I'm taking a commute and I can't stream it. Well, you could actually download it, right? So um, if you go to the CocoTalk.live website um, and you click on the podcast page, that takes you to the podcast page that's part of my hosting plan through Podbean In every episode at the bottom of the description there's a link that says download so you could download the mp3 of the audio you could download the mp4 of the video and put it on a flash drive or download it to your phone or your tablet and then have it for playback And it would require no additional bandwidth while you're mobile so I'm just gonna throw that out there just as an FYI if the bandwidth or the ability to stream, like maybe you're in a train and you don't have a signal, or whatever the case may be. you know, There's a million reasons why you might not be able to stream it. You can download it. Um, Chris Peterson says, love the show. Thank you guys are doing great. The live element is pretty kick-ass as well. Uh, Mark says, the camaraderie is the best in the Coco community. All right, cool. Um, well, Steve, I just wanted to mention, like, for myself,
9: since I have the limited bandwidth, I actually do the podcasts more than I actually do the video version. So just to get the element. Right. You're getting, you know, so I it's a smaller file. Video. I don't right. need the video.
0: Okay, you know what Curtis looks like, and he's he's better. He looks better without seeing him. I so. see him so. too much. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Curtis has a my f- damn mullet. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> he's got <laughs> a mullet. face for radio, kid. <laughs> yeah. You want to see me pull stuff out of my hair for a soldering iron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I don't know what the show is to everyone. Um, I'm just grateful that I have a handful of you show up every week to be on it, and there's a handful of people that show up to watch it. Honestly, for me, it, it's more about the quality than it is the quantity. Um, I've never viewed this show as being a, a competitor of the other show. You know, um, we are. I, I think we're a companion to that show. And, Complementary. Yeah, and um, so I have no malice towards them, and they're they're a bigger show, they're a longer running show, and I think it would be hard for us to. Um, exceed their numbers but it's not a race you know um, but I, I don't know I, I would rather have three people get together and just talk and have fun and as long as we're having fun with the quality of conversation I'm having with three people and if only three people viewed it and it was the same three people that were on it that would still be okay with me if we just enjoyed what we did um, so, so, to me, the experience is bigger than whatever numbers are associated with that. You know.
1: Yeah, for for me, uh, the biggest difference and the biggest reason that our show is, is successful in its own right, I think, is the interactivity—the fact that it's it's live, interactive. And this, for other podcasts, works too. Like T V has a, a very active chat room; they get involved in the show. Leo read out stuff on the air, type thing that people are saying and interact with the audience live, and that makes a huge difference because there's quite a few other podcasts they do have a chat room, but they never look at it. So you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're part of the show. You're just watching it. You're talking amongst the other fans. You're mm-hmm. not part of the show. And ours and Twit both, you become part of the show even if you can't you know, log in with with Discord or uh, with uh, Zoom. You yeah. can still become an active part of the show just in chat.
0: Right. All right. And to everybody watching, you guys are all welcome to join. Everybody's welcome to join. There's no, you don't need a resume. You know, you don't have to have made, audio spectrum analyzer to be on the program. Uh, everybody's. So welcome. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> That's does right? So uh, Mark Bozzi said, this is just like the Cocoa Club meetings I went to back in the day. Uh, but you didn't have a guy in your club meeting getting all excited about floppies going, oh, yeah, did you? <laughs> I remember a couple meetings where, yes, that did happen. Uh, yeah, you don't go to right
2: type of meetings, Stevie. I remember
1: one getting super excited about our printer because he brought this big honking <laughs> printer
2: for a mainframe
1: and he actually lugged uh, it to a meeting and, and was hooking it up and trying to hook a keyboard directly up to it and then to the Coco
0: through the serial port. And he was just excited. Yeah. Did he get it to print? Yeah, yeah he did. I don't know. Printers awesome. never excited me. Printers even when printers were new, I was never excited about printing. I've never been excited about serial, other than we needed serial to get to get online, you know, when that was the only way to get online. That's well, listen, when I was excited back about the you yeah. had to have
9: a printer if you were in business. I was in business and I used my cocoa to print invoices, and that was like critical.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Bill and I, I mean, the Cocos ran the whole printing department for years.
0: Yeah.
9: Well, how many printers did we have there? Like it was one, two, three, I think at
1: the end we had five,
13: nice.
9: three hey, that's lasers
0: that's and two line printers. Bruce, am I supposed to do something with this MP3 MP3 file?
13: Uh well played if you
0: like yeah
1: okay yeah. proposal for the next coco fest theme song because I kind of were asking if we can get a theme song for it
0: yo okay so let's and unlike
1: hear. me bruce actually has musical talent so this should be good
13: oh come on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you can't hear it i'm not sharing sound right now hey! Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're down on let, me set it up.
13: Right. let me set it up. Next, next, right, so. Coco is 39, and and so so the idea of uh, the 39th anniversary of the Coco. That's the the idea here. 39 and holding.
0: Okay, so a lot of people on the internet's heard part of this. Now no, the rest much. of us will hear it. Um, uh, the panel will get to hear it now too. Hold on, I'm I'm having problems with my screens, and I just lost my other screen. Okay, you guys are back. Toto is here. Okay, let's try this again. I'm gonna put the volume at around 50%.
13: 39 and holding. retro never gets old. Never gets old. Hey! See!
0: That's right. The Color Computer is 39 years old. Where were you 39 years ago yeah, today? You. If you were David Ladd, you were probably still a twinkle in your father's eye. Um, no, that's cool, Bruce. Let's play that again. <laughs> You're still that's seeking where, to the next track. That's right.
13: And Woo! retro never gets old. Never gets old. Hey! Six and man
0: <laughs> Yeah, Steve I like on the, live backing vocals like that. Yeah. The, high, the high note in uh, Coco Talk, right? The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've,
13: got a, I've got another one I came up with, a more generic oh. one. It's a spoof of Country Roads. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put that together and.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Because that was the very first multi-part harmony song on the Coco I ever
0: heard. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that that the one that had all the little (laughs) semi-graphics pixels show up on the screen while it was playing and everything? It was done by Speech Systems before music. What was their previous program
1: called? The Multi
0: Voice. um, The Composer.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we're gonna play us out on that song. To play us out, we're gonna do a little new track off of Bruce uh, Moore's album called. thirty nine and holding um <laughs> 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 Rob says if you're at the coca fest registration desk you're six eight oh nine years old all right, so um I had actually said this to to Alan Huffman, who's really good at jingles. We need to get like a parody of eight six seven five three oh nine that yeah. ends in six eight oh nine that 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 six eight, eight oh nine. That would work out, you know, um, kind of six melodically better. Six three oh nine. Yeah, yeah. So, but some we, people are purists, right, Stevie? Uh, you know what? <laughs> but I, I have a phrase. I have a French expression for those people. Lay lay screw them. Uh.
1: Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to use that hand gesture Grant kept using?
0: Yes. They, so you're, you're number one. Lost, number
9: one. in a cartridge.
0: Yeah. So we need uh yeah, we need a eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine 9 parody with six eight oh nine or six X 9 How about that? So insert number of your choice here. Um if you guys come up with the lyrics, I'll even play it live at the show this year. Wow. That was actually fun. Honestly for me, Coco Fest, besides the camaraderie in David Ladd, um was the musical jam, right? So it was kind of fun. Uh, a little bit of everything. And honestly, it looked like Tandy Assembly was fun today. So, and, and there's a whole other day of Tandy. Maybe we can do another show tomorrow, right? Maybe we'll do an After Dark tonight. We'll do some, maybe we'll get to see their um, trivia or something tonight. And maybe we'll get a little bit more Tandy Assembly tomorrow. So, maybe a bonus uh, Tandy Assembly talk tomorrow. Um, so, stay tuned for that. motorola six eight oh nine motorola six eight oh nine. All right, so there's something we can work with that. Um all right, parting thoughts, words of wisdom. Attachy so word as well.
5: Attachy
0: three syllables as well, so that also work. Hitachi six three oh nine. Hitachi six three oh nine for hardware <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Make more hardware. Make more hardware. Yeah, somebody ought to do that. Yeah, Paul, you know anybody who can make hardware? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, going to Ron's garage. Uh, you can find some hardware there. Just take a hammer to it. We should show, <laughs> show more cocoa. <laughs> have, have you seen how deep <laughs> that pile is? Ah, <laughs> uh, there's that's that's uh that sounds like a Bee Gees song. It's me you need. The has returned. To chat. How deep is your pile? Troll have returned. Ah. Hmm.
13: Oh, I got it. I got it. TRS
0: 6809. TRS 6809. Yes. That might work. That might work. Work on that, okay. Bruce. There we go. Right. We need Cocoa it. go
1: 36309. There's a oh. bunch of options there.
0: There you yep. go. Work it in. Make it work. We need more hardware, folks. We don't need software. We have too much software. Too much software in the world. We need more hardware. Actually
1: ditch both of those, just do theme songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh oh, yeah. Roger says I need auto tune. All right. Uh, yeah. uh yeah. yeah. That'll fix it. That'll fix it. Yeah, we'll fix we, it in post. We, we fix yeah. it in post. We we'll
2: fix it in post. We'll do it live. All right.
0: All right. Parting thoughts, words of wisdom. We're wrapping it up. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller. Oh uh, one thing I have. Done for is
8: blast up on these things.
0: Uh, let's all try to talk at once next time so I okay, can't understand a word. Uh, um, okay. How about this time? Paul Barton, go ahead. 3 uh, media
9: glasses. Has anybody done anything with those? Alan lately?
1: Huffman had at one point and Steve Bjork, of course, did his Warp Fighter 3 with the old red-blue. But Alan had yeah, fiddled so around with work. the actual shutter
9: glasses. Right. Uh, Brian? That's what I started with.
2: Are we ready? Yeah okay All right.
0: with, uh, I'm I'm, get, I'm getting the I am hungry cue from the wife so we, yeah we're gonna wrap this up um okay uh, Brian Weasler what were you gonna say <laughs> Weesler?
10: oh just a, a quick comment uh, usually when I'm listening to the audio if I can't be here live I usually have a little pad next to me and I'll make little uh, time notes of if when different segments might start so that way I can go back is that mm. an option that's
0: available with well order? I don't know Mark well, Mark's done it, hasn't he? I'm
2: working, I'm working on it. I have some of them with that.
0: That's actually okay. so here's the thing. Um I actually need to enlist the help of people, especially those of you who now who are going through the replays. If you are listening and you find by some pure stroke luck of accident that something interesting or valuable or beneficial ended up being in a past episode, if you could let us know like what the mark was, you know, at fifteen minutes in or thirty eight minutes in they talked about the floppy or they talked about, you know, drive wire or whatever it was let us know so we can go back and index those episodes and update them because before uh mark overholzer has done his best in the past as his time permits but that's that's a whole process on its own right it could be a full-time job just trying to it, pull the nuggets take. of of knowledge out of the show um no, so i would
10: i was wondering yeah it, it'd be a lot of okay. extra work yeah it yeah. yeah. could take as long as the whole show
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it. literally so so i would say for those of you who are watching if you're able to um, share some of those timelines with us, you know, on episode 14 at 48 minutes in, this is when you had something good. We'll try to retrofit those back into the descriptions.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, we we can use that for the best of episodes of the year too, because then people can go pick their favorite parts, and we'll already know where to go find them at that point. There should be
0: something good in each show. Something. Yeah. yeah. If you ask yeah. Jim Bray, it's usually the yeah, output. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the closing credits, is according to Jim. So. Um, <laughs> No, good, yeah, good, 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 good uh, thing there, Brian, to make me remember to say something, because uh, usually I have nothing to say. Um, <laughs> so no one sees my a bad video on the podcast. Uh, nobody sees a bad video. Yeah, nobody can complain about the camera when they're listening to the podcast, right? Yeah, that's uh, true.
9: Well, maybe I can fix that. <laughs> ron will start using warbly audio well, now too yeah
0: so now now we have to listen to ron breathe into the microphone live so, uh. from the
9: ron's
2: garage
9: <laughs> yeah i think yeah, i put a to, mezzanine in my garage
2: you need to have the vocal narration ron's
9: yes. camera is she, yes, he yes yes we do we need to like Cole's
0: captioning
2: need, yes yeah
0: coco captioning yeah um all right, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to skip the outro credits. So everybody, I'm going to give you all. Let's let's just uh, let's acknowledge who's been in the live chat, and I'm going to go backwards. So Rob Inman has been here. David Lord has been here. Mark Overhoser, Rogilio. Rogilio. Roger. I don't. I'm always going to screw up your name. Rob Inman, Steve Powell. Retro Innovations. Nick Marota. Nick Marota. Nick Marota. Mark Overhoser, Curtis Boyle. Mark Bosley. Chris Peterson. Al Hartman from Jersey. David Lord. Uh, D, Bruce Moore, and um, Mark Overholzer, Al Hartman, John Lowry has been here, Rob Inman, uh, Mikey was here before, Mikey, 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 and uh, all kinds of people, right? So Dan Shepard was here earlier, Jason Downs was here earlier, Um, Retro Innovations was here earlier, Chad Cunnington has been here. Ryan Gavigan has been here. Steve Powell, Davy Mitchell was here. And Curtis and Mark and Toto was here. And Auntie M was here. And everybody was here. Game Over was here earlier. Just all kinds of people in the live chat. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. You're too kind. And on the panel we've got Bill Noble. Hey,
3: how's hey. it
0: going, eh? We've got what? we've got David. Oh yeah, a lad on the show uh nick morentes from down under brian weasler uh, l curtis boyle mark d Uh, overholzer paul t barton we got a lot of multi-initial names on here uh, d bruce moore and ron timberman delvo is still uh, on here uh, Uh (laughs) and i'm uh i'm uh stevie never gets past level one stro (laughs) and this has been coco talk episode 82 the get that damn cat some water get off my plane get off my yard get off my damn plane get that damn cat some water uh tandy assembly uh maybe tonight we'll have some more so stay tuned for at uh Arville Bess has been here. A lot of times at the last second, Disney Saints fan will be here, too. So hopefully, Disney Saints fan, if you've been out there silent, observing, hello to you. Um, Get off my lawn. Get that damn cat some water. Tandy assembly episode. So very possible we might have an after dark tonight and maybe even another bonus episode tomorrow. So for those of you who are saying, hey, when I'm done, all caught up on Cocoa talk, what can I listen to? We're going to try to crank out four to 18 episodes every single weekend. So it's just humanly impossible to listen throughout the week. Um, that is my goal. So I have a problem uh, with that.
2: Or
9: <laughs> episode 400.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Moore, are you gonna jam it you gonna play us out? You're gonna jam as we play us out now?
13: Sure, I'm, I can sing you something.
0: Go ahead. Let's let's get some, uh, some play us out, Bruce.
13: Alright, um let's see here. Coco fest make the trek to the place we belong Illinois here in point.
2: The that works <laughs> it's
0: That's got it. a beat to it
13: roll
1: credits yeah country roads actually works pretty good for that touch the heron
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Touch the hair.
2: <laughs>
0: all right. On that note, we're going to play us out on 39 and single and never been laid, uh, <laughs> the David Ladd song. Uh, here we go, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you. You're too kind. And thank you. And we'll see you possibly later tonight. Goodbye for now.
13: Bye. Bye y'all. Goodbye. Good retro never gets old, never gets old, hey, Six, eight, oh nine. oh yeah, David Light, thank you, yes, you're too kind, and thank you.
0: I'm uh, to let it go again. I was getting the whole remix soundboard thing going on. There we go.
13: Six, old. or nine. I'm much happier breaking stuff. Thank you. Yes, you're too kind. Of hey, hey, you. hey, hey, you got your
0: Coco 3 yet? All right. We're getting a whole remix thing here going on here. You give me enough time, <laughs> I will turn this <laughs> into a hit single. Hey,
13: baby hey, baby. hey, 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 you got the your Coco 3 yet? Never gets old. Never gets old. Oh, I'm much happier breaking hey. stuff. David Six, eight, eight,
0: eight, eight, nine. <laughs> Take care, Ryder.
13: Thank you. Yes, you're too kind. Of thank you.
0: All right, thank you. You're too kind. Cocoa Talk episode 82 is a wrap. We'll see you some other time. All right, Rondelvo. Oh,
5: All right.